Where is my goddamn lasagna, John? It's time for part two. So, who's next? I'm next. You're next. You're I'm fucking next. next. All right, fine, fuckers. All right. I was well, hoping to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> rest up. Fuck right. you guys. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, there's plenty I like to listen to. So, <laughs> um, so I did uh, a little uh, Korean horror flick called The Host. The original title was Guomul. Guomul. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Um, that was a Korean title. The uh, the English title is The Host from 2006. You may um, recognize quite a few people in this movie, um, but you'll certainly recognize the director. Uh, it was directed by uh, Bong Joon-ho, who directed uh, Parasite, mm-hmm. uh, Best Picture winner, um, as well as Snowpiercer, which is fucking rad too. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Snowpiercer? I, d- I you know Snowpiercer was a movie that I kept on trying to watch while I was like laying down for bed and like had to rewatch it like ten <laughs> times because I just never just it, fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. Like, it I just, know. I mean, it was good from what I caught of it. I was like, it got kind of boring yeah. to me. One, it's like once slow. once Snowpiercer gets out of like the dregs and the and the the steerage kind of yeah. parts yeah. of the train gets and gets cool. into the weird, yeah. you know. Yes. The weird parts of the train are awesome. It just feels very like dystopian future, Mm -hmm. ho-hum. But then, yeah, yeah, once they start expanding into the other areas of the train, then you're like, oh, fuck. But I did love... super sweet sci-fi. I did love Mm -hmm. Parasite, though. I thought Parasite was an amazing film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, If you like Parasite, boy, you're going to love the host. Um, (laughs) So this is a... uh, (laughs) So it's a creature feature, um, which I... All creature features in my mind, whether it be undersea or anywhere, it should always start with either toxic chemicals, <laughs> radioactive slime, um, a radioactive meteor, or some sort of like scientific experiment gone Are wrong. Are you putting like um, subgenre like qualities to to then come at us about this? No, I'm this? Just saying this just does the thing <laughs> a creature feature is supposed to do. That's all I'm pointing out. Um, so. Uh, See, see, creature feature is is separate from monsters of the deep. That's true. That's so, what I'm saying so too. That's he, what I'm like. Yes. He's yeah. like he's pulling things in it's, too. It's a creature feature, but it is specifically like takes a lot of cues from like Atomic Age sci-fi mm-hmm. creature mm-hmm. features. But of course, it comes also. It is a a, a an aquatic monster right. mm-hmm. in this instance. Um, you also not necessarily a monster from the deep, but aquatic. Piranha, piranhas were eating people in three feet of water. Yeah, but they're from the deep. <laughs> oh, you're going to... So we're now we're going to talk Ooh, wow. about how deep is deep. Well, it's literally I, uh, in the beginning of this film, the, they say that the Han River is wide. They say it's <laughs> broad. Right, no, no, no. We're not doing this. This is the stupidest argument I've ever seen in my life. Is, is this creature from the wide? <laughs> this isn't... This is not creature this from the wide. Yeah. This dumb. isn't creatures from the wide. <laughs> oh, my God. Steve's arguing how deep the Han River is, and it's not deep enough to qualify. Yep. Um, all right, listen. I'm just going to steamroll through that comment. Um, you also recognize uh, Song Kang Ho, uh, which also a, a long relationship with the director. He was also in Parasite. He was also in Snowpiercer. He's been a ton of stuff. I, I, th- I He's awesome. I've never seen him not do an awesome job. Mm-hmm. I um, feel like that. Oh, I mean, you kind of already mentioned it. Of like, it's starting with like shit getting thrown down a drain and stuff like that. And all I could think was just like this white man just like being very aggressive. Like, 
do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like very racist in a way. Yes. Like, he did it specifically just yes. because he's like, I need to show that I'm more powerful. Yeah. The American, yeah. like, you. military and government are like the big brothers of this movie. Right. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And he is, um, what was his name? He was in The Walking Dead. He was the uncle mm-hmm. who gets, spoiler for The Walking Dead, season two <laughs> or three. Um, he is the uh, the uncle uh, who um, runs the farm and gets his head cut off. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I Yeah, I, I know, but I don't know. Yeah, he was, it was one, probably the most, up until when like Negan comes along, he, is, it's probably the most, one of the most tragic deaths in mm-hmm. the series. Um, so you recognize him for that if you watch that show, but... Um, so the film follows uh, the Park family primarily, um, who they own a, you know, working class family who owns this, you know, vendor cart along the Han River in South Korea. Um, and the, the, the main protagonist, uh, although it's like I said, it's very much follows the entire family. He's this kind of deadbeat dad, uh, gang uh Gangdu, 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 Gangdu. But sometimes they say it's spelled with a K in yeah. some instances. Uh, it wasn't online. Well, um, when Maybe. they have these signs, when they're later on saying like free to free oh, him, okay. it's spelled with okay. a K. Okay. But in the subtitles, it's spelled with a G. I don't know. I don't know what the subtleties of the of the um, the, it, the spelling in Korean. Yeah, is, but. it's it's interesting, and we can maybe because I did a little research into the names. Of the characters, I don't know if you want to get into it now or sure. Later. Yeah, yeah, I, go for it. Okay, so like we're talking about like we have the Park family, and one of the things about Host is that there is a lot of comedy yes. and like mm-hmm. satire. This is a very satirical movie. Yep. Um, and I, I, something just stuck out to me because the the uh, Gong Du's uh, brother is Nam Il, mm-hmm. and then he has a sister Nam Ju. Yes, mm-hmm. and it just stuck out to me that the Nam Il and Nam Ju. Both share the name, kind of yeah, name, yeah. but he's going do. Yeah, I feel like and they're. I, just, I mean, they. I think they had a different mom for sure. So maybe it's related to th- that. That's what I thought, and that's why I started looking into it. Mm-hmm. And then the more I looked into it, it, it's actually more about. I think it's more about what the names translate to. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the director kind of when he wrote it, he wrote their names in a satirical way. Because they're almost the opposites of what they are, okay. or some of them are dead on. So, like Gongdu actually translates to uh, hard head. Okay. So he's like stubborn, hard headed. Gotcha. So it's almost like a character trait. Mm. Uh, Nam Il translates to superior male. Oh, okay. So like he, you know, he's supposed to be like the as we learn, his character is like yeah. the only one that really went to college and sure. succeeded. Mm. So he's supposed to be the superior male, but he's like a drunk fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Namju translates to like blessed or exceptional male, mm. which I think is I think the play there is the fact that she's Nam is a is a male gendered name okay. commonly, oh, okay. so I think the play there is because she's into archery and is mm. like an exceptional athlete sure. mm. that puts her like that you know it, it it's probably considered more of a male role sure. to be an exceptional athlete I see. right and then but i mean i think it's cool though that like she was still like showing signs of being a fuck up too like right, she right, clearly right. like yeah brought back the bronze like that was very much <laughs> thing you yeah. know yeah and then the dad is he bong and that trend i couldn't get a good translation on that one it's spelled like high bong yeah but it, it would like it translates <laughs> something <laughs> to do with river phoenix oh okay like so like 
Oh, yeah. that makes if sense. You like think he, of his fate. He, and his whole idea too is like so the the dynamics which we'll learn a little bit more as we go through but is the idea that like uh like um uh uh, uh what's the main guy's name? My god, Gangdu. He yeah. Gangdu. He um he's the oldest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a very different upbringing than the two younger children. Mm-hmm. And you find out later on that the father um, was um, an alcoholic and was kind of a deadbeat dad when he was little, but then got his shit together and started this, this like he started being, you know, opened this like vendor business along. It's just, it's basically like a little like snack cart type of mm-hmm. thing yeah. along the river. Um, and he put his son through college and obviously his daughter benefited from this. She became like an Olympic caliber archer Mm -hmm. and, um, and he kind of got the, the raw end of the deal in that, in that sense. So, and and so that's also, that also plays into the naming convention of why those two share Nam Mm. is like, there's this idea of a generational naming. Uh, Also like if they share kind of like a generational thing, like they'll both have like a similar family name in their, in the three names that they usually get. I see. Um, so like that separates Gong Du because he's part of the old man's like early years when he's a fuck up. Mm. But then these two are when he got his shit together. And so they're supposed to be representative of his like you know, future. G- and yeah, stuff like that. I got gotcha. you. And then just finally, uh, uh, Hyun Seo, who's Gong Du's daughter. Right. Her name translates to like aspiring hope or auspicious hope. That makes uh, sense. Which is obviously a twist on, you know, with her destiny. So, right. yeah. So, so in, in, there, there's a lot of similar themes in Korean and Japanese film in general, which we'll kind of get into here. But you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of a, a character analysis of where uh, Gong Du is, he's this kind of like sleeps all day, gets hammered, dishonest, steals, lazy. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. just kind of the the fuck up kid. Yeah. That's really, mm-hmm. very much what they're. They're, you know, they start out with him like sleeping on the job, basically, mm-hmm. and like kind of sabotaging his father's like efforts to like keep his customers happy and all these sorts of things. Um, and then you know you start to get these these pictures of the other siblings as being these like successful people, but then you start to understand when you pull the layers of the onion back, they're very a very dysfunctional family in a lot of ways. And um, yeah, we'll kind of talk about it. But I, I love how this movie it gets going fast. Like mm. you, you really get a lot of context around the family dynamics without a lot of exposition. Um, and pretty quick. I mean, I think you're like 12, 13 minutes in and you've already got a monster hanging from the bridge and everyone watching going, what the fuck is going on here? Right. And in then, broad daylight. Right. You know, which is right. even cool. having the guy that like kind of killed himself too, like oh, off yeah. the bridge. Right. I felt it was like a really impactful moment. Like, with what they're trying to say about even just like society in general. And then yes. he sees the monster too. And he's just like, everything's going to go to shit. Like yeah. Yeah. nothing matters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, it, it's, it's this very like <sighs> bucking societal norms, or like I said, take peeling away piece or you know, peeling away layers of the onion to see the true nature of society's effect on the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so you see this, this kind of creature. So uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but you know, the, the originating act here is the guy um, ordering his, uh, his assistant or employee or whatever to dump all these toxic chemicals down the drain embalming into, fluid, yeah. yeah, embalming fluid, Wait, which, like, fuck? which was like the, it was an actual event that occurred. Oh, really? Oh. It, okay. It, yes. It was an actual event of like the U.S. 
a, a U.S. base or something was dumping formaldehyde mm. in, in South Korea. So okay. like, yeah, it, mm. it's very much based on just kind of like letting you know, uh, you know, letting the U.S. do whatever they want. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, overall, like you know, I I think similar with Parasite, similar with uh, with uh, Snowpiercer, um, just great physical acting too. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Just really, really intensely physical performances done really, really well. Um, and, you know, for a two-hour movie, it, it, I think it's paced pretty well. Uh, it doesn't no. drag. I, yeah. Really? I, mean, yeah, I feel like it, it drags. I, I, that was, like, literally one of my thoughts is that you could have cut this by a half hour and I would have been just as happy. There is some time. Yeah. You could cut it. You could cut a little bit. But I think I've seen two-hour movies that, that go. Right. I just think yeah. it was, like, some of the detail that I felt like it became, I think it turned what this movie could be into something different as far as mm. like being more of like, say, a creature feature or a monster from the deep or something that they could have just left it there and just like made it like a rescue story. Mm. But I felt like they wanted to make it way more emotional and like focus a lot, even on just like that family dynamic. Yes. Way it's a more way... than they needed to. Well, I mean, it makes for a whole lot more deep, complicated movie. You know, this isn't fucking Piranha 3D. Like this is <laughs> this is like a pretty intense family drama, right? I, I just think wrapped you around a monster it, story. But, I think you could have gotten the effect in the like the actual same idea, but cut it down. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I think you still could have came across that they the goal is. So you're telling we best love. picture director. You're telling him <laughs> he could have done a better job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Let's get him in on his early, one of these In his earlier episodes. films, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, no, I get it. It's not yeah. a masterpiece, but... And, and, yeah, I, I, I think because you see a lot of similar things that happen in Parasite because like Parasite, this movie has, it has the monster. It has like horror elements. It also has the satire. It has like the social commentary. It has mm-hmm. the family dynamics. You see all of those minus monster, but I mean, you know, in, yeah. Paras- in Parasite. Yep. Parasite but, feels like a like fully actualized version of right, this a little bit. Right. I would agree pa- with that. Parasite it, it moves so much faster. It's yep. it's uh, I feel it's more witty. Mm-hmm. This there is so many scenes like the scene with Namil and like his buddy who works at the, the the telecom. Like that scene is so that just drags and then like it like it doesn't it help that it's in the last sooner. act too. Yeah. Could have um, got there does, sooner. It does. Okay, we'll get there. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. But yes, there, there's probably some spots that could be cut down a little bit. It is a two-hour movie, but as far as horror is concerned, it could could have been a little tighter. But um, I like the, the size of the monster. I really like. Mm-hmm. It's not like kaiju right. size, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still like big enough to be destructive and mm-hmm. scary and create a bunch of chaos. And, I think um, definitely had a chance at the um, Olympics, for sure. Yeah. For like gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. I love that it also is like clumsy on land. Yeah. <laughs> like I really like that it's like I, sliding all over the place. It, it's not like It didn't have to do that. Killing machine on land. Yeah. No, it's falling over itself. Mm-hmm. It's very um, susceptible on land because it's out of its natural environment and as you mm-hmm. describe the monster too it's almost like a giant mutated fish yeah. that has it grown kind of, legs it's but it's doesn't an fully know how to do you know right. what it kind of legs. even look like a like different if you would have taken characteristics of like a chameleon mm-hmm. and a yeah. fish yeah, yeah yeah like had very like with the, the tail and everything yeah, yeah. Yes. even just like the shape of the head the way they mm-hmm. did that. right yeah and it has like one like cancer eye that's all just like Tumory, weird, <laughs> fucked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like this mutated, yeah. like it's not this perfect killing machine. Right. It is like fucked up 
I don't even know what to do with these legs should that I be have alive. now. Like, yeah. This monster like, should not exist. I was given this and I hate it. It has little legs that don't touch the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> belly's dragging on the ground. Yeah, it's like this creature should not exist. Did it right. have nipples? Because where do, where do we score the nipples? Maybe, from? I didn't see them. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to slow it down, check it out. Uh, I'm sure there's some fanfic out there. Um, but it also like swallows people whole. Like the way it eats is like very... Um, inefficient yeah. yeah like it swallows people whole and then like digests them and like barfs out their bones yeah. like an owl yeah <laughs> it's like a snake and an owl in the way it eats eats people whole but then yeah. barfs up the bones yeah um but uh anyway so so uh uh, uh i'm gonna keep forgetting his name uh gong du um uh, really interesting character like he's lazy he's kind of low self-worth but he's like instinctively brave as well. And I think this is like a con- that common theme in Korean and Japanese films that you see a lot is like the pressure and like familial slash societal um, like expectations mm-hmm. um, come into play like on a daily basis. Yeah. Like he he's the low performer, but he's the only one that can really deal with the pressure of adversity yeah initially and then like, he like inspires the rest of the family to, like pull together kind of mm-hmm. if you um if you saw uh squid game the the oh, the, yeah. pre- the protagonist of that is very similar very similar mm-hmm. agreed um so he so you know he f- but he keeps fucking up he can't get yeah. out of his own way <laughs> like he always mm-hmm. but like honest mistakes like it's mm-hmm. not like the two big mistakes that ultimately get his family members killed are him trying to do the right thing and mm-hmm. just fucking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just feels like this. Fu- so the first one is um, when the initial kind of rampage along the river is happening, he's trying to save his daughter. He grabs accidentally another girl who's wearing the same school uniforms mm-hmm. arm, pulls her away, doesn't realize till it's too late. And then his daughter gets taken away by mm-hmm. the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, later, he does a similar situation where he miscounts the number of shells in the shotgun <laughs> yeah. that he gives his father, which ultimately results in his father getting killed. Right. Um, so, in any case, um, so uh, so the monster takes her, like we said, and then there's this like really interesting grieving scene um, where they are at this like basically like a public memorial kind of thing mm-hmm. for yeah. all the dead that that were killed during this rampage. Um, and I am not a fan of like the, the kind of like grief porn things that just show this like intense grieving families thing, which I think is like a trend in horror right now, Right, where there's, it's like, it's a trend in extreme horror where it's like 15 years ago, it was all, or 10 years ago, even it was all about like the torture porn and like Mm -hmm. how sad, and now it's all about like how absolutely brutal can we make the emotion emotional yeah. aspect but yeah i mean but that wailing though that background of all oh, yeah. the wailing like completely i was just like i don't like this i don't like this and then i felt like there was like more of this comment like i don't oh, even know yeah. i didn't oh, yeah. like with having when their family and then all the cameras immediately come on them yeah that is like insane to me that and but it speaks to exactly what you're saying is where they're like no this is fucking news this is like what people want to see people want to see you grieving yeah. in this extreme yeah, way they, they want to see the most extreme yeah yeah grieving process but it is treated much very much like slapstick yeah because mm-hmm. they're rolling on the ground yeah. nam ill and gongdu are basically wrestling yeah to grieve 
and then sliding all over the place. Like it's it's meant to be bizarrely comical. Yeah, and then just one guy comes in and interrupts their like grieving. I was just like, who has the Hyundai outside? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you park it like that, you inconsiderate bitch? Let's go. And then then the woman goes out there, and it's like as all this chaos and grieving and wailing and fighting's happening, there's a guy yelling at a woman for parking wrong. Right. Like yeah, it's this like bizarrely comical. Uh, yeah, they just basically they're they're adding like a degree of like comical absurdity into this otherwise like it is just a really great example of how to use levity mm-hmm. in heavy scenes. Right. Mm. Um, and 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 I mean, obviously, you see that come through in Parasite multiple times yeah, too. Yeah. But um, so you then learn that the mom, uh, uh, Gong Gongdu's mom, uh, bailed when he was. Uh, I'm sorry, Gongdu's wife. I mean, um, the the. Uh, uh, mother of Hun Su bailed right after she was born, basically. So that's why he's been kind of single dad in it. But I feel like he was almost, and I mean, obviously we learn later like how the dad feels about him, but like I almost feel like if we're looking at it, they, the dad and Gong do like lived a very similar life in a Mm -hmm. way. Right. Yes. They are kindred spirits in a lot of ways. They, They have a connection that, that he doesn't have with his other two kids. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the government snags him up because they start to identify that there might be some sort of virus associated with those who were exposed to the monster. And uh, Gangdu had um, uh, like blood from the monster, like sprayed on him when he was trying to fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so they kind of take the whole family and quarantine, turn, quarantine them. And then that's when they learn of this, you know, potential virus. Um, and they assume, you know, at this point, they've already been grieving that his daughter's dead and then they get a call from her mm-hmm. um like late at night you know there was a there was a talk earlier about how she gave him he gave her a really old cell phone for her to use and she was like embarrassed to use it but she uses it um when she's trapped in this like drainage tunnel in the sewer somewhere where the monster is taking basically stockpiling food. Wait, yeah. can, can we actually clarify this too? Because I thought there there was a scene where she pulled a phone off someone else. She does do that later I think that, too. Yeah, that's later. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because later she tries to get in touch with him again mm-hmm. um, because of course he hasn't shown up and you don't really ever know exactly how many days pass. I would expect this whole thing happens in the course of maybe like Five? four days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was guessing. Um but uh, so again, I feel like that extended period where they're all again to later. That's what it makes it feel like maybe it was actually like longer, though. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because people can't like without water. I mean, I know she had access to water. But anyway, um, yeah. So the authorities won't do anything. You know, they're, they eventually the, this dysfunctional family who can't stop fighting. They kind of work together to escape. Um, and again, lots of similar themes as you see in Paradise or Paradise Parasite. <laughs> this dysfunctional family kind of coming together when the stakes are down, type of thing. So they pay these sketchy dudes to get them a government van or or a van that would pass. You know, it was like one of these vans that they're sending around to like disinfect yeah. and kill the virus all along the river. And they basically he spends basically his life savings uh, getting the van, weapons. And all this stuff and a map of the sewer system from these shady guys so they can go search for um, his daughter, for the daughter. Real fun to watch post-COVID. Like, basically, it's the same fucking thing of like, oh, we're going to send disinfectant vans just to spray everywhere. So I remember remember seeing those coming out in like Asia. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's wild because um, it, 
Yeah, it hits different because I saw this movie probably five years ago, mm-hmm. six years ago, and it definitely hits a little different post mm-hmm. post COVID. But yeah, um, but yeah, th- there, again, there's this scene of like when he's basically giving up his whole life savings, and he talks about how he put you know his kids through college on you know quarters and selling you know noodles and stuff like that out of his shop, and now he's just giving all his money away just with the you know tiny chance of being able to save her. So it's like this whole theme of like all this stuff that society makes you think is really, really important actually doesn't fucking matter. Um, so they sneak in this quarantine area with their disinfecting van. Um, there's some good like high tense experiences where you or scenes where you see like these government officials, they have like grease palms to get in here. And it's just like, you know, it's this whole thing, almost like a zombie movie trope of like, you know, humans are worse than the, animal you know worse mm-hmm. than the creatures kind of thing um and they kind of start hunting through the sewers so um they go to their vendor stall to like rest in, in the evening and get like food and water and stuff when they're searching for her. and i thought it was a pretty cool scene where they like simultaneously like imagine the daughter is there yeah yeah I, I was curious why they did that because i think it's one of those things where it's like we're all coming together for this like shared because like because at this point yeah because at this point like the the family's never really been together that right it's always been often he even said that but there is the something about her says something like yeah, yeah. that's when he you explains, brought us together yeah but i feel like that was when he explained the relationship because i think gongdu was like sleeping at one point during oh yeah, that. yeah and yeah. then but i feel like there's something about even and i'm glad you mentioned the name like what the daughters translated to because i feel like all of them like have this like very strong affection for her that like she is the only thing that fucking matters mm-hmm. you know because maybe even given all of their fucking bullshit and shitty like things that have happened to them they're like no we still have this thing and that's why all i of kind of work. like yeah like that's why i maybe thought that happened but mm-hmm. um like all the hardships that we went through we have willingly and and almost happily undertaken if it means that, like, we're putting all our eggs in one basket with this right. girl kind of thing. Right. Um, but it's also the motivating factor. It's yeah, that hope. Yeah. Again, it's the hope. Yeah. Like, um, so uh, the monster. So then you get cut to these these two brothers, um, younger brothers, which you have not met yet. One looks like teenager. One looks like he's maybe like six or something like mm-hmm. that. And the monsters like pursuing them, and they're just like homeless and surviving out on the street. And they get attacked and brought back to the to the sewer, where um, uh, where the daughter is, where Hyun Soo is, and um, the older brother is dead, and Hyun Soo starts taking care of the younger brother, mm-hmm. um, just like instinctually starts taking care of him. He's she's what maybe ten or twelve, right? Thirteen, he, I think, because they said she was like yeah. born thirteen years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's and they, this kid's like six or seven, maybe mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and then, like I said, you get this kind of backstory about uh, Gangdu and um, from his dad, and you know, explaining that the younger siblings, you know, had it didn't have it as hard as he did. Um, and then, you know, at this point, like the monster was outside the whole time, kind of like watching them and waiting for them and like waiting them out. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to shoot it; it flips the stall. <laughs> they eventually stun it with a shotgun, and then and then chase it. Because they're trying to chase it to where she is, mm-hmm. um, and then that's when I said that the the grandfather like dies at this point because Gungdu doesn't 
count the shells probably. Yeah. And yeah. they have like a shotgun and he's like, I'm out. He's like, I have one more. And he gives him the gun and he like takes his final stand as the monster's running towards him, pulls the trigger, click. Mm-hmm. It's empty. Um, and the dad ends up dying. Um, and then this is, I feel like when like Gangdu kind of like pays his penance kind of because they leave the two other siblings bail and he stays t- to take the shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what he did essentially unwillingly as a child too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he stays and kind of owns up. He's captured by the government. Um, and like I said, the U S is kind of like the big brother at this point. So the father's kind of suggestion earlier, he says like, Hey, I know a guy like my brother's friends, roommates, sister-in-law's husband or whatever <laughs> is a cop or whatever. And you should reach out to him. And they're like, well, no one cares kind of thing. Well, then at this point they're like, Oh, we do know a guy who works in like the telecom industry. So you're like, oh wow, it actually was good advice, maybe. And the 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 younger brother, which I already forgot his name, but the Namil. Namil goes and uh and, and and kind of meets this guy who works this telecom business because he wants to like track the phone call mm-hmm. that gave them hope that she was alive. Right. Um, and they go to meet this tracing guy. Um, the, the, the younger brother and sister have separated at this point after their father died. Uh, uh, Gong Du is in government custody. Um, and then you find out that the cell phone guy is setting him up mm-hmm. yeah. um, to hand him over to the government for a reward yeah. basically he's just like a yeah, shit bird because at this point they're all considered infected and they're running through the city and they like need to get re-quarantined right mm-hmm. just the just for i don't know there there's the one scene where there's the they're kind of setting up like the effects of the virus on the city because mm-hmm. it's not uh and you're not really following any of the family at this moment mm-hmm. and then they they it, it's like a comedy scene in a way but they have the guy standing waiting they're all waiting for bus oh yeah 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 and like everybody has the masks on and everything and then like this guy is just hacking into his mask Mm -hmm. and then he pulls his mask down and spits into the water yep and a car drives by and splashes the spit water back on everybody and everybody starts Mm. freaking out it's a little comedy bit but yeah was that in another movie as well that for Mm. some reason just seeing that like it I thought that was like in another movie, like another like zombie movie or something. Yeah, I, I'm vaguely remembering it now that you say this, but it's it's I almost remember it being like blood or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember it being Is it Zombie Land? Why am I sticking with Zombie Land? For some right reason now? I thought it was like even trained to Busan, maybe. Maybe. I'm trying I can't picture the scene, but now that you say that, I do remember like a bunch of people getting sprayed with like gore or something like that. Yeah, I, I remember kind of a bunch thing. of people like I, I I remember like hacking blood in like into a puddle and then it getting splashed on a okay. bunch of people. Yeah, but... I, I I do remember that a little bit too. It might have been trained to Busan. Yeah. Um that's one of those movies where there's just like so much chaos, it's like hard to remember right. <laughs> one given scene in that. Um or even <laughs> the sadness. You know, I mean it's just so much right, chaos. Yeah, so much gore. chaos in that. Um Anyway, so, you know, th- this this is the only scene I was like, eh, a little bit. Like you said, it dragged a little bit with the telecom guy. Mm-hmm. And then the whole idea was like, oh, here's the password. Well, he was obviously delaying him because he was setting him up to go yeah. into the other room and tell everybody, okay, go ahead, jump out at him. But then I was like, why did they wait so long to jump out when they just grab him out right as soon as he walked inside the building? Mm-hmm. Why are they hiding in this office kind of thing? And then he does find the 
password on his own. And then I'm also like, when did he become like Jason Bourne? <laughs> right, because the way they described him was specifically like, yeah, you better watch out for that one. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's like, like he's, a Houdini or yeah, something. Yeah, like, or he's an escape artist. He says something like that. I'm like, since when? And right. so, yeah, I mean, like we, <laughs> he's that the drunk, was not established. He's the drunk salaryman brother who's yeah. like, yeah, that's. Yeah. So I, I did kind of was like, eh, that, I don't know. That seemed unnecessary. But And then it also like, it almost seemed like it was about to break down into like almost a fight scene. Mm-hmm. Because like they shut the lights off and like they're running through the cubicles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're like, like going to throw a smoke bomb and start yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves people. But he does. He does escape and and then it does come. It, it gets redeemed that scene with what I thought was a really great scene and a super well shot like frame was after he escapes. It's just panic. He runs outside. Doesn't know where the fuck to go. He hears sirens coming mm-hmm. and he basically jumps over the side of this bridge and just hangs on there mm-hmm. just out of panic. Mm-hmm. And then he of course can't hang and falls and like fucks up his leg and there's the guy above looking around and he's laying down in the grass below because it's not it's maybe what like a 15 foot fall like enough to fucking break your leg but not like you're not gonna die from it Mm -hmm. um and then he right before he looks over the edge he like kind of rolls into the shadow Mm -hmm. i thought it was a cool that was a really good shot you find out at this point that the sister, the archer, she's been, you know, kind of searching on her own at this point, and she gets a message from the the salaryman brother, um, basically saying like, "Okay, we know near this bridge, this sewer, we know approximately mm-hmm. where she is," um, and then she runs there. She's got her bow. She gets promptly whacked into the hole by mm-hmm. whacked into a hole by the monster. Good scene. I yeah. kind of liked that. <laughs> I thought at first it was the same place that that the daughter was, but it wasn't. No. It was just like no, it's just another sewer. similar drainer. And yeah. See, yeah. and that that was one of the things that just kind of like made it drag for me. Is like it didn't do anything. Yeah, like it didn't, it didn't do advance it was a good anything. Hit, All it like, did was just take but, yeah. her out of the equation for a minute. Right, yeah. but she could have been out of the equation from you know not having the information to go there. Right. Yeah, it, or like, they just, couldn't find her. Yeah, or mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, that was a tiny bit clunky, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so um, Gongdu at this point is still under surveillance, and this was like one of the most effective scenes. Weirdly, uh, character actor uh, Paul Lazar shows up, <laughs> um, who has been in a lot of stuff. He was in Parasite, I think. He's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's definitely in Snowpiercer. I don't he, know if he's, he's in, in Parasite. Yes, he's in Snowpiercer. That's yeah. You know him to see him. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. got these like. He's been on every law and order. <laughs> yeah. He's got cross eyes. Like he's yeah. got very, you know, he's just a very distinctive looking guy. And he is the like American doctor. And he comes in and does this thing where you think he's going to be sympathetic to Gong Du. Cause he's like, my daughter's still alive. And he's like, why haven't you told anybody? Why haven't you called the police? And then he's like, because and he's so frustrated. He's crying. And he's like, because no one fu- will fucking listen to me kind of thing and mm-hmm. then you think that he and then you realize no he's actually like evil as fuck right yeah. um he is, yeah. is he evil or incompetent i think e- evil so much well maybe a little bit of both yeah i think yeah. more evil because it was an active choice to say that like maybe this isn't actually not a virus ha 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 like i feel like it's kind of a sidebar thing you know yeah. I, that was an active choice but to like make sure the narrative was that this is a virus to control everyone again weird though we're just watching it after covid <laughs> i am not a conspiracy theorist on this q and on meg coming at <laughs> q and on meg is a whole other character 
Yeah, no, I guess you're right. It it is evil, though, because he is he does blatantly just say there is no virus. But then they just take the steps of like, but maybe we can prove it with his brain. Right. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Does he is he in on the conspiracy? Yeah. Or is he not sure? Yeah, because you can just as easily not cut into his brain if you know there's no virus. Well, that's what I was saying. And I took it initially as the idea was they were going to lobotomize him mm-hmm. so he doesn't know what's happening. Right. Right. And so that he probably wouldn't couldn't talk. Yes. Kind of so that I, was my I whole idea is we're going to drill into his brain to shut him the fuck up because there is no virus. Right. And he has now become a public figure. There's people out protesting, saying, free him, free him. Yeah. The media is saying, no, he's comfortable, he's healthy, he's fine. Meanwhile... Um, you know, they got him strapped to a table and they're putting a drill in his brain. So, um, yeah, that that is just like that is a heartbreaking scene mm-hmm. when but also comically absurd at the same time. Like yeah. like he is strapped down. His head is in this like brace and they have this like drill mechanism. They're literally going to drill into his skull and he's crying and, and he's so just feels so helpless and he's begging. He's going between like begging to cursing them. Yeah. He's like, "You shitheads! Fuck you! <laughs> Please let me go! Fuck you, you shitheads!" Like he's just, he just. I mean, yeah, oh, crazy performance. But hey, guys, live, laugh, lobotomy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, it's 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 another one of those heartbreaking scenes that they managed to make like comically absurd and great directing great performance like meshing together in that moment um so hyunsu uh and a brother meaning the younger brother the six-year-old kid who um we do know his name at this point but i forget um they're still alive um and they have tried to figure out a way to escape the sewer where they're basically going to make the old uh tie uh prison bed sheets together to mm-hmm. break out of jail but they're <laughs> yeah. going to climb up them up out of the sewer um, hey, let's do pull a steve Remember in the scene in Deep Blue Sea where they do the thing? Yeah. It's like this poetry. They run. ripping off Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bong Joon-ho is a hack yeah. he can only take from Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. If you were to, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but there's this video like floating or this picture floating around on, on the internet where it's, um, he takes off a shirt and he actually has a tattoo on his back that says Deep is Blue is what <laughs> Best actor, director, actually does have that. Don't you? Um, so the monster shows up, and this is where you see him just barfing like hundreds of bones into the hole, which is pretty gnarly. Um, uh, Gangdu escapes. He basically plays plays lobotomized. Yeah. <laughs> um, acts like he's brain dead, and they're just like giving him some like medicine or whatever. And he takes someone hostage, and he's got he waits till they take a vial of his blood. And then he kind of holds them hostage with the vial of his blood. Like, I'm going to shoot you guys with virus blood. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, again, it's comedy. It's funny. Yeah. Right. yeah it's, it's, it's like chaos and dark black comedy kind of thing. Um, and then they go outside. <laughs> he breaks out. And they're just like, you think they're in this like underground lab? No, they're just in a fucking tractor trailer out in the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. And they come out. And there's just all these army guys like grilling steaks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't know what they're fucking doing. Um and then eventually, you know, the monster kind of stops right as it looks like they're going to escape. They cut back to 
um, uh, the daughter and the and the one you know younger boy, and you get this really tense scene where the monster kind of like wakes up, stops them from escaping, but you don't know if they made it or not because they're they're like they have this little like cubby hole in the sewer that they can hide mm-hmm. in that it can't get to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it chases them back that you don't know if they made it or not. Um, Gangdu eventually finds the hole. And is hanging from this the same rope that they were trying to escape with, um, that you know. But then the monster comes uh, at that moment. The archer sister comes, meets up uh, with Gangdu and the brother. So all the siblings are kind of there together. Um, simultaneously, there's this big protest happening. That's protesting this what they're calling a uh, uh, agent uh, yellow. Agent yellow, but it's like a. It's ba- it's basically like a biological bomb that they're going to mm-hmm. set off, yeah. And it's supposed to kill every instance of the virus, and you know, it says like all biological, which yeah. essentially would kill anybody. Yeah, it's like a chemical <laughs> right. weapon, yeah. basically. But it's going right. to uh, uh, apparently eradicate the virus as well. Right, but yeah, and that protest was like to free Gongdu, free him, yeah. and also don't use this chemical. Don't use agent. yeah. Don't use U.S. chemical weapons in. <laughs> Our yeah. city. That's right. fucking crazy. <laughs> right. Right. So there's this big thing happening. And then, um, so uh, the chemical weapon starts being, or chemical agent, whatever, starts being deployed. Um, and it kind of slows the monster down. Um, and uh, Gangdu reaches into the monster's throat and then pulls out the two kids um, and carries his daughter kind of as everyone starts like dying from the chemical weapon around them. And it's like this very kind of like hopeless scene kind of thing. Um, and then they decide like, it's basically calling back to a quote that their dad said earlier, which was like, I'm not going to rest until I like kill this fucking monster basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they avenge her by, you know, basically, you know, fucking up the monster. The brother finds this homeless guy under the bridge um, where he takes a bunch of soju bottles and basically makes Molotov cocktails out of them. Um, they were probably his piss bottles, you know, and he took them. Yeah. I mean, he was also <laughs> slugging. He was drinking all them some bitches, too. Um, yeah, you empty and you fill. Yeah, that's what happens. That's true. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they... They have the scene where eventually the the homeless guy kind of is Johnny on the spot and pours gas on t- onto the monster that's like disoriented from the chemical like chemical being dispersed. It also just starts drinking it. It yeah. starts drinking gas because one, it's a pollution monster. Yeah, yeah. so that's what it's into. But also like <laughs> the earlier scene of don't king shame the monster. Yeah, <laughs> the earlier scene like the family when they were you know in in the snack shack mm-hmm. and they look out and they see the monster outside the snack shack it's also just drinking rain yeah so like yeah it's just like a dirty pollution monster it'll drink anything it's yeah. you know it's a trash beast it's a trash beast <laughs> and i do think it was like it was one of those things where it had just gotten poisoned so it's just like drinking it thinking it's rain mm-hmm. because like it just in, inhaled all this fucking poison or whatever yep um but in any case they they uh, the sister redeems herself by you know, shooting the flaming arrow, setting it on fire. It's a really good family moment here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- flaming arrow at a monster. We've all been there with our families. Um, and then eventually Gangdu, uh, uh, Gangdu finishes it off by stabbing it in the throat with a fucking right. uh, uh, metal, po- pole. Modal, metal pole, basically. He's somehow stronger than this probably 500 pound fish. Yeah, yeah. A little, <laughs> but it also is like it's in bad shape. 
Yeah. yeah. It just got poisoned and then its entire body, including its insides, are currently on fire. Yeah. Its cancerous so, eye now has a fucking arrow in it. Yeah, yeah. like, it's, like I'm, it still if, I'm, if my outside and insides are on fire, I'm not at 100%. <laughs> uh, is that actually, I think the talkies is what. <laughs> my insides yeah. are going to be on fire soon, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, remember, it's not good on dry land. It's slippy. Yeah, it's all slippy. It's... It can't get good traction. And traction with the slippy feet. It's like it's got uh, socks on the kitchen floor. It's <laughs> it's a goofy uh, dog with socks on the floor <laughs> um and then you know you, you learn here that it, so now it's like kind of you know fast forward um uh uh hyunso is dead uh but now the boy um the homeless boy is like part of the family now um mm-hmm. and you you know so you fast forward and Gangdu is is running the vendor stall he's you know kind of looks like the dad now too presumably yeah got his shit together t- taken the reins of the father figure in right. the family um and is now you know being a father to this boy who presumably did not have any parents right um and they um you know so he's kind of adopted him and they have this kind of little happy cozy life in their in their stall mm-hmm. and then they do this whole thing where they're sitting down to eat and the whole thing with this boy was he was always so hungry because he was you know this homeless kid and now he's got a warm bed you know place to eat you know all, all that stuff and they kind of in the backgrounds there's all this you know crazy news talking about all the things that are happening in the world and they're just like Oh, we're good. Let's fucking turn the TV off, kind of thing. Uh, the kick to the TV was the move. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I should have done that as a kid when my parents like were like, yeah. change yeah. the channel. <laughs> Guess what? Flip, <laughs> flip your shoe out or something. <laughs> yeah, but just like the soundtrack. Man, I myself a little bit. Awesome soundtrack. It was like this this very classical themed uh, soundtrack. I don't know if it was. Uh, I would imagine it was um, an original composition. Um, I didn't. I neglected to look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's a way a, to go. Yeah, I know. I'm doing real good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, sound design was good. CGI wasn't always great. It looked better when the creature was in the water or mm-hmm. in the dark compared to when it was in the light. But I still thought the motions of it were pretty good. And the um, characters' interactions with the monster I thought were pretty believable. Performances across the board. I'm trying to think who. Who was a bad? Who did a bad performance? I can't think of anyone who stuck out as, as any bad performances. No, but I still kind of even I guess to a certain extent, and maybe it's just like this Asian horror, like maybe specifically Korean horror of like they did feel like character characters of these like ideas that there's like, like archetypes. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. kind of like felt like yeah. that. Yeah, that like, so they were exaggerated at times. I feel yeah. Like. Mm, also, I also I feel like it would probably be hard. So, like, the the main characters that we're with, they're obviously good actors because mm-hmm. it just comes through even past the language barrier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be hard to pick out a bad actor who was, like, a, tertia- a tertiary character. Sure. Like, yeah. like those gangsters that they're, you know, talking to. Mm-hmm. They, they felt, like, a little campy. So, they it's kind of, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so it would be hard to tell that they were bad actors. I saw it like the actually the one guy who has stood out, uh, w- which was like, oh, that kind of guy, like, what, what's he doing? He just seems unnatural. Was the um, the military, the U.S. military guy who mm-hmm. was there with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? And then tried to, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he kind of seemed like a weird, cartoony character, yeah. but such, such a small. I mean, he was mm-hmm. on screen for ninety seconds, right? But. Yeah, yeah, he was just there as like a, a as a foil for the u.s to get involved yep because yep. you know he was the one that got 
whatever, like whatever actually happened to him, which it just might have simply been like getting river water on him that he wasn't used to that gave him a rash. Yeah. Which, you know, then in- instituted this whole virus uh, you know, narrative. Nar- yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, come on. What do you? I mean, what what are you guys going to say about this movie besides it's long? Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't have that many comments besides that. Like, I think to a certain extent, the movie was fine. A mm-hmm. um, little bit, like I said, already covered that it was long, and I think to a certain extent, like my first watch through, that like I, there were certain things that I was trying to understand that I'm like, what is the point of this? And so I just got at a certain point to got to get a little bit bored. Like, wow. Like, well, like when I started feeling like it was changing from being like this monster type movie to like, it is now, okay, it's just all about this daughter and like this like family bind. Like it felt less like a horror movie at a certain point and more like this just familial, like let's try to save, save the day type thing. I think that's, that's also like, oh, not all, but a whole lot of Asian horror sure is is just typically has more familial and societal i mean even talking through it more here like i'd like it differently than i did it just Mm. like i at least of the last at least of the last quarter century i i would agree that there's more like you know familial and societal things tied to a lot of asian horrors that we see like you know train to busan the ring mm-hmm. you know uh the grudge you you see you know those all affect families in different ways and they're a lot of them are like generational traumas in mm-hmm. ways yeah my problem with the host is that i think he goes too big he tries to incorporate way too much mm-hmm. like he might like maybe one to one one too many characters because mm. you're like you're following nam ill and you're following uh nam ju and yeah, like the they brother don't... and sister probably could have just been one character yeah it could have been just one character like it's just too much you go to too many different locations but at least and it doesn't can... it, a lot yeah. of the time it doesn't result in anything mm. you know it like you you spend all that time with nam ill just so nam ju gets a location which she doesn't do anything with she falls into a fucking hole yeah right? you know so and then you have then he's incorporating all these things with the city and the U.S. and like mm-hmm. I, I think it just went too wide because mm-hmm. and it's also genre wise it's a creature feature that's a that has comedic elements that's also a drum. I like how you're comparing that they went too wide and then also the river is and the really, river yeah the, the really Han River wide, is broad <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so the analogy here is this movie like the Han River is. <laughs> Wide, but not very deep. Right. And uh, yeah. I'm making the argument for yeah. you. It's yeah. a bad one, but I'm making it. And so it just. It's like, no Piranha 3D. <laughs> j- just because. And like Meg was saying, like, they, there isn't a lot of time spent on the monster completely. Like, you, you get the monster in, like, little subtle scenes that don't really matter much. Like, when the monster it's attacks... As far as creature features concerned, you see this monster a lot. You, you see do, it a lot. But, it's, but there's not a lot of... Like, surprisingly... Like, again, that's why I'm like, if they shortened it, I might have felt differently. Like, it might have felt... you think the monster more... was on screen too much? No. I felt like they got away from that. Like, it didn't feel it's like... at a certain. It, it didn't. It felt at a certain point that it was no longer about this thing. Kind of like even if we talk about The Walking Dead, the more seasons you go in, it's no longer about the zombies. Who fucking cares? Yeah, it is all right. about. I just stopped the watching The Walking Dead because of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like that's no, this what it is felt definitely like. a different type. This is more of a 
emotionally charged, like deeper themed the, horror yeah, movie. This is this is a proto to you know elevated horror. Yeah, as we know today. Yeah. My question though is, when we're thinking of Monsters of the Deep, mm-hmm. is this the movie that you show second? Because the movie you show first, obviously, is Jaws. Yes. Is this really the movie, like, if aliens come down and you go, now check out the host? No. But well, why? But I want to turn more this around and be like, the ones what? you guys picked. <laughs> I mean, is it? <laughs> I definitely would have not. <laughs> this one, I actually like, though, and again, I think, like, breaking it down further, I feel like I can see more good pieces to the host than what when I watched it today. But, like... I uh yeah I still just felt like it was too again too yeah. wide. There was a lot wide. going on. There was a lot no. going on. It I, compared to the unfortunate task that this movie has to take on is for it to be compared to Parasite, which is a fucking masterpiece. No, but I so also... so like especially same director, similar themes, yeah, similar. I mean, some of the same actors. Yeah, it can't help but not be compared to Parasite. Right. When you see him Par- at his best, this yeah. is all. Ob- but like, I even remember seeing when I saw this film when it first came out. Mm-hmm. It was too unfocused, and it just like it would drag so long. And I felt the same thing watching it again for this. I even broke up my watching into two sittings, mm-hmm. whereas like the other two movies, as camping and as silly as they are. I could just breathe breathe through right away. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It could have been cut down a little bit. I love this movie. It, it doesn't lose my attention, but uh, Piranha 3D was a fucking As- slog <laughs> for me. Like, I, when it ended, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I was ready for it to be fucking over. Well, maybe you should have watched it on Coke instead of weed, <laughs> Brian. That's probably true. I would be like, yeah, fuck, sick, crack, yeah, fuck, yeah. yeah I was, uh, um, maybe but. you should have watched it at the beach. Like, I think, like, Prana 3D, you gotta immerse yourself. Like, go to the beach, be maybe at even Take a, a top topless off. bar. Yeah. yeah. You guys, something like you that. guys were not ready for beach vibes. <laughs> had you had you gone down to Kelly's? Do I look like fucking... a beach person, Steve? I am not. <laughs> look at my farmer's stand. Look at this. Do you see that? But I'm just saying, had you gone down to Kelly's and had like a Captain's Long Island iced tea, a couple, you know, get, couple two tree. Yeah, get a couple tiki drinks in you, then go watch it. You'd be in perfect mode for it <laughs> instead yeah. of trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna watch this elevated host movie. Oh. <laughs> Man, this Is that movie your just isn't. Of me? <laughs> That's my impression of everybody. <laughs> I'm glad the way I watched it was I watched the host and then I watched my movie, and that was a good palate <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Speaking of your movie, do you guys have anything else to add at this point about the host? No. All right. Nope. Too Cal- long and isn't isn't the best representation of a, a creature from the deep film. I'd go. I'm okay with that because it's not the best, <laughs> but it's better than both of yours. All right. There's go ahead. Jaws, Godzilla, and then something else. <laughs> oh, guys. Saving the best for last. <laughs> I'm here to fuck up your day. <laughs> Again, you guys know me. I just like to uh, make people miserable. <laughs> <laughs> like the weapon- you like to weaponize media. <laughs> All right, so my movie was Deep Blue Sea that came out in 1999 and directed by Rennie Harlan. I looked up his other stuff. He did like one of the Nightmare. He did the bad Die Hard. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen that Nightmare on Elm Street either that he did, but I didn't know. Probably also the bad one. It was four. Do you say he did the bad one? Four is a bad one, yeah. 
Final Four is not the worst. It's not the Dream Warriors, and it's not the first one. It's so. not Dream Warriors. <laughs> Dream Warriors is a masterpiece. It's um, Dream Master. Yeah, Dream Master. It's <laughs> not among the best, but mm-hmm. it's not as bad as the the new remake ones. Those yeah, Renny Harlan yeah, has basically done the bad thing of everything. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he definitely he's doesn't. He's had a tr- tumultuous career. <laughs> it seems like even just all over the place too, because I don't know mm-hmm. what this long kiss goodnight is, but it sounds like some sort of rom com that I don't Isn't ever want to watch. Isn't that Gina Davis spy film? I think so. I think that's actually one of his good ones. And that's oh, a, okay. and that was a book, I think. Too. Too, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, it's based in a book. Yeah, so the basic premise for what we're working with with Deep Blue Sea is that we have this like remote facility where we have two different doctors, Susan and Jim, who are working on research to help um, like alleviate degenerative like disease, like dementia and stuff, by basically um, abstracting proteins from these sharks. They're specifically their brains. Shark specifically brain. their brains shark yeah. brain shark, shark brain goddamn shark brain because <laughs> apparently sharks never have never suffer from this they never like age and like the interesting thing that makes this film really stupid <laughs> is that i believe lobsters have the exact same property but lobsters <laughs> but they can't expand their brains <laughs> Actually, i was gonna say lobsters aren't gonna make for a good movie but giant super intelligent lobsters super intelligent lobsters fuck yeah plus what would, i mean we're already in the kitchen with ll I mean, they cool could J. already <laughs> like, they could already they swim backwards also and like that. that's a pilot right there yeah. in the kitchen with ll cool J. <laughs> It's a Food Network show. Come, come to Netflix. <laughs> In Would, the kitchen. For sure, I watched Ladies that. Love Cool James. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely watch that. Sorry, I'm sorry for that shit. Okay, jumping in. Basically, we have Susan getting introduced to um, Samuel L. Jackson from, what is it, Crimea Pharmaceuticals. Wait. Chimera. 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 Crimea is a part of Stop. Ukraine, I believe. Stop. <laughs> so, let's, but here, let, let's not jump past the absolutely asinine opening scene. Right. Okay. Fucking sense. With Shark Batman? I, I do like that I you're trying be... to just pretend that didn't happen. Because <laughs> that scene meant nothing, shouldn't have even been in the movie. But it did mean something. But I was going to talk about it when we at least introduced him. Uh, but, okay, let's talk about it, Brian. Yeah, please do. We have this shitty scene with these shitty people (laughs) who get attacked by a shark. They're on a boat. They're on a boat. In a swimming pool in a studio. (laughs) It couldn't look less like the ocean or outside. They're clearly indoors on a luxury boat. Yeah, they didn't even really need to do a lot of lighting. They're just like, just close the doors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Turn off the lights. Yeah, Yeah, the only thing that door was shooting in here. (laughs) Literally, the first shot of the movie is one of the worst CGs that you'll see because it is an overhead shot of the ocean, maybe. And then, like, the same thing from Cradle of Fear where they had the cut and paste car. Yeah. It's a cut and paste catamaran that it just like sticks out like a sore thumb. It is it's, terrible. It, it. I don't dislike this movie, but this first scene is horrible. Yeah. yeah. And should no, have been I mean, cut. I mean, the goal of it was just to introduce the gorgeous Thomas Jane as Carter. <laughs> like that was it. Yeah. Like, a, like what is he badass. doing? Like that's it. Yeah. So basically, one of the sharks from this remote facility got out. Yes. And he was tasked because he is the shark wrangler, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. It's very manly. He's like, uh, he, he's he's uh, uh, shark Batman. He, sh- he shows up in the night with grapple no, he's guns. Shark Man. Why do you just call him Shark Quint, Man? But yeah, shows up in the night, saves people from sharks. Grappling hook. Grappling hooks. Mm-hmm. Just 
tie up the sharks. Probably has a utility belt. I, w- I will say... <laughs> if he was really Shark Batman, yeah. he would have used Adam West's patented shark, shark repellent spray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say it is... Even though the movie's dumb, this is a nice twist on what the usual start of these kind of films yes, are. Yes, because you thought just um yum 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 yum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You thought you right. thought these ladies were about to get attacked, and those boyfriends were about to get chummed up as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still uh, made them all them. look like chums, though. Like, yeah. They, oh yeah, they, they, they like are chums, insufferable yeah. people. Now, yeah. when the blood, they definitely when, don't own when a the wine man. bottle fell in the water, did the shark think the wine was blood? <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're meant to think? No, but yeah. I, so like this is a common thing throughout all of our things. Like maybe that's just really what set it all off, but mm-hmm. it's not. Um, so anywho, we have, okay. Since you guys wanted to hear about Thomas Jane this early, which is fine, I get it. Um, uh, he basically captures the shark, brings it back to the facility, mm-hmm. and then um, we we'll are get- Janiacs. <laughs> <laughs> Janiacs. Um, that's Last actually a shirt. Dance with Thomas Jane. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's because you're a Janiac. I'm a Janiac. <laughs> One thousand genius, ten thousand genius. That's my new band. They're from my hometown. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Played all the time. Stupid. Um, <laughs> so where I was going, mm-hmm. try to keep this plot moving, sure, and not have an hour and a half description. I have a lot of things to say about this movie. <laughs> Buckle in. <laughs> okay, Susan is pitching too. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. I was going to have you like say Chimera Pharmaceutical. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's fine. Um, no teamwork, dreamwork here. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and she basically like, let me prove to you in two days that I can make this happen. So she basically convinces she's trying to get money to make this research more widespread. All right. Now we're about at the facility. And it's like the end of the week, which is, again, the only thing odd about it is like, why would they be showing up at the end of the week? But it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, because they were like, they're going to do the research over the weekend when the normal crew is gone or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, shady shit's going on. Yeah. We know I this. I do like, it, it's very it's very Jurassic Park feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you, they bit a lot off of Jurassic Park. Yeah, here. for sure. Um, I do, did almost forget how in the 90s they used to try to, like, constantly make supermodels look nerdy. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah no, they would just like, put their hair in a bun and put glasses on them and right. like she's a nerd now yeah. <laughs> yeah no exactly what they did there were definitely some trips to that here goes Brian again judging women on their looks <laughs> Saying, no, I saying feel the like wild... he, that's a for me comment. He's, yeah, judging, I watch it. I know how this works. Directors for <laughs> at, why do, does every woman in '90s movies need to be a supermodel? The wild wild, wild girls can't be free sucks, divers. <laughs> wild wild girls can't be free divers. <laughs> but wait, wait, but it was the one who like was the pole dancer and she made the comment in your movie about like going yeah. across the string. But and she I can also be a free diver. actually help her. <laughs> no, it actually did not help no. her survive. No. <laughs> Supermodels can't be scientists slash scientists. <laughs> Supermodel slash definitely... scientists. It's a job. <laughs> it could be. Can I proceed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> I have a lot of notes. I'm going to interrupt a lot. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of notes All as right. well. That's fine. Keep coming. Keep My coming. next one is the real monster of the deep is Alzheimer's. Ah. <laughs> that was so bad. The depth of your mind. 
that would actually never mind. I'm not. I'm not actually going to encourage that one. <laughs> um, all right. So they're showing up at the facility. We have the week crew leaving, and everyone's just getting kind of settled in for the weekend. We start getting introduced a little bit to other characters. We have Samuel Jackson. He gets. Uh, he first meets what I'm trying to think. Whatever. He meets Thomas Jane. Mm-hmm. He already yeah. He meets Thomas Jane. He Thomas kinda... Jane is kind of like a. They play that like. Hey, yeah, you're a suit, and I'm the I'm the hand, I'm like the muscles here. So well, and they also kind of do this thing where he's like he's got a criminal past, right? Mm-hmm. So because he was like a smuggler or something, mm. right? So and this that, is like the only type of job that he could actually get, which is yes. Yeah. So I, Samuel I, Jackson, everyone is kind of playing this thing of like, you know, we control you because we could just play that. Oh, you're an ex-con, right? Yeah, right. not only. He does does that, but like also Susan does that too. Yep. Pretty hardcore. So we're getting into the weekend, um, settling in for the night. We do see our doctor Jim, which he's pissing off of the um, boat, basically. And that was this a is funny Samuel. Line, though. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's or Brenda says like he's like a brilliant man, and he's like he's pissing into the wind. How brilliant can he be? And they're like, ha, 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 wait and see. There's a lot. This script is very written yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's just it, like, it can't be in time and i felt like though, the del- again, some the of the of- scenes are, like there was one right before this that i wrote down the one woman goes below the glassy surface a world of gliding monsters <laughs> it's like yeah. what why is everything have the- to be so lyrical just I, talk I like, like they, regular people yeah no no totally and i think it was just they were trying to paint a certain picture besides a very straightforward like yeah. black and white like this is just a facility where we're doing testing i i am very curious at the writing process for this script because there appears to be three writers on it um and it seems like that like Two of the writers were like a husband and wife team, mm-hmm. I believe, or maybe brother sister. I think it's husband and wife. Yeah. I recall. And then just another guy. And I'm just wondering if like the guy like by himself threw down like the bare bones and then like somebody came in with the dialogue, like the I, husband I, wife team came in with the dialogue. Yeah. Like they were the script doctors. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. They came to try to figure it out and they. Well, you could also tell on this, like, even (laughs) in that, then there had to have been either, like, other people who were, like, coming in, oh, we need some sort of quirky, funny thing to say here. Yes, they definitely had, like, they had to punch it up with the the entire time. And Michael Rappaport, like, as as Tom Scoggins. (laughs) I kind of loved his character. I I like like him. He is personally funny. Yeah. But he and he's playing this very 90s archetype of, like, every movie had to be, like, they had to be, like, a. It was like everyone had to be like a Dennis Miller in mm-hmm. in, in the nineties. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But Michael Rappaport is generally genuinely very funny. Mm-hmm. But he had to deliver some absolute horseshit lines. Yeah. yeah. And pretty much everyone in this movie. This this cast, for the most part, is amazing. Mm-hmm. But they have to deliver just some of the most horribly written dialogue. Yeah, it's like cringy at times, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody notice that this film is Christian propaganda? Oh yes, what? big time, big time. Wait, Christian propaganda. I'm, gl- no, no. I'm glad that you noticed. Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. wait, but I, okay, I'm coming from a complete naive space. In I that, even so went how as did you far as that? to like, say at saying? one point I was like, um, <clears throat> I don't remember this movie being this Jesusy. Me either. Yeah, I didn't either. But so can you read down? Read down. So LL like, Cool J is there's like, a oh, he's a preacher. Rev- he's yeah. a preacher. Yeah, and they go as far as to like summon, like they're playing God. Yeah. And God, okay, I, I hear you. Okay, yeah, and okay. God, and then God smiteth them for doing stuff that God 
is like okay. called dibs on. Yeah. yeah. Like like literally you could go through like there are representatives of the seven deadly sins. So like you, mm. the the doctor you're talking about now, Dr. Jim, he's obviously pride because mm-hmm. he's pissing in the wind. That's where you're introduced to him. Mm-hmm. One of his lines of dialogue is uh they're talking about the creation of god and he's like this isn't god this is ours yeah, yeah. right and I, I honestly think like the smoking thing was kind of part yeah. you know what i mean was like a, i like i don't like i'm i'm immortal or something like that yeah. kind of thing you know samuel jackson would be greed uh rapaport would be lust mm. and then the two women are committing the sin of being women so <laughs> which is a big bible thing that's a big no-no <laughs> yeah can't be a woman in the bible and they are all summarily punished for all of that mm. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, for me, like when I saw it, I just was like, "Oh, this is an awkward moment." Like when they were like praying at the end. Well, they even do, catch... yeah, like a yeah. prayer that yeah. saves them basically, or gives them the power to, yeah, like a defeat the fucking. And somehow, devil even shark. like you know, yeah. again, jumping too far ahead, but the way Susan dies, you know, like a right. little bit of like sacrifice she, type thing. She's yeah, yeah. She, she okay. It okay. was her. It was I, her I, redemption I get it. in a way, but also she was a yeah, woman. She gave so. her soul to Jesus Christ, and she was saved. Yeah, like she, like shark. like her redemption really didn't do anything because mm-hmm. she still died and it took LL Cool J. To no, no, save I them didn't all. even think of it as like a redemption. I think it was a redemption and just like she's like paying for like what she did because she did mm. this. she had to have sacrifice herself mm-hmm. to like save everyone else. Right, because again, she's also like committing pride and greed because she was mm-hmm. more concerned about getting the research out. Right, you know, and then she had to be forced into prayer. Whereas there's the scene where Thomas Jane is saved by LL Cool J and he immediately accepts Christ and grabs onto the mm-hmm. crucifix mm-hmm. unprompted. And yeah. that's why he's saved. There is even an instance where he that's stabs so the devil, AKA the shark with mm-hmm. a crucifix. Right. Mm-hmm. Times. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then even taking it a step farther, there was this, there was um, the, the, we're pretty I much really at the end think, of the movie now, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, the woman, the, the woman um, what, what's her name? The, the doctor. Oh, Susan. Yeah. She is, I kind of almost plays the role of like the the pride I want to say prideful, but the Christian that believes that the ends justify the means mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? And so she is the one who's accepted Jesus or Christianity or spirituality or whatever, but is misguided in her. Yeah, you know, she's still approach. meddling mm-hmm. in God's plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you picked that. a Christian propaganda film. Sorry. Yeah, you really did. It was it's so weird. <laughs> we didn't remember it this way, but then just watching all the yeah, things I'm really of like upset right now, and guys. then like you also have a scene where like Should you every- just stop right now. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. I'm just kidding. Like there's a scene where everything. I think Kirk Cameron has a credit. He as might. A he might. It has to. There's a scene where uh, Michael Rappaport is like, God, can we just get a break? Yeah. And then like the thing starts to shake, like it's going to come down around him. Yeah. And like LL Cool J is like. Sometimes God's always going to answer, but you ain't always going to love the response you get. <laughs> yeah, but he'll listen. I hate how much you guys just ruined everything for me. We didn't do this. <laughs> they did this movie. Yeah, make it. I'm gonna go and ignore everything you guys just <laughs> right, said right. and pretend like it's not part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't ignore the things that happen, Meg. Even, even just think of how all of this gets kicked off. It's the most absurd. Uh, sequence of events. Sure, and so I get a lot about <laughs> sitting, and so then they get attacked. Okay, now I'm following it's, you guys. It's a literal Fucking miracle of Christ. God yeah. that this all so came wait, down around So are you calling them. Thomas Jane God at that point then? 
No, Thomas Jane is more like uh, he's a godlike a, figure. He's a, he's a John the Baptist. Yeah, mm. like I don't, I don't know. even know who the fuck that like, is. He, he can make he's a lot he's of like a John right the now. Baptist or kind of like um, who's somebody oh. else who's like came back from uh, was there's one of the there's one of the apostles who like was a was a, a, a crook or a, a, oh yeah yeah there was which some, one of them or I mean I, I really don't dopey. like talking I think it was about religion. Yeah, sneezy. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Even even uh, was it? Like, I always get the dwarfs and the, yeah. and, the and the apostles, the apostles. mixed up. Sorry. Like Barabbas on the cross, yeah. who was like crucified next to Jesus, yeah. And so like that's kind of like both Elo Cool J is Christ and Thomas Jane is Barabbas, and like mm-hmm. Barabbas was a thief, and he you know he he, he out for salvation, turning, turning into like a Christian like podcast. <laughs> no, it's just I'm Brian and I have a case. background in it. Yeah, and, yeah. I have no, it traumatized us. Yeah. About. we we, are, we <laughs> see everything through the lens of religious trauma. Right. <laughs> wow. Like and think about it. They were they were. We sucks see everything through the religious, <laughs> lens of religious trauma. Wow, that sucks. I mean, even <laughs> for sheep, sympathy. Even think about it. Both of them were pierced through the legs. <laughs> <laughs> and also, oh, there's something to be said. Which one of the hands? Of the scientist got chomped. Oh yeah. Well, Stellan Skargard loses right uh, arm. No, I want to say it was his left, which would not be consistent. But anyway, now mm. I'm scratching for straws. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I hate both. Continue on with your Christ film, though. When does Mel what Gibson come in? What is scarier than religion? Let's be yeah. real, okay? That's tr- that's not yeah. Wrong. God is the villain of this film, so please. T- God broke the winch. <laughs> All right. Samuel Jackson is getting brought through and just kind of getting shown around what's going on. We have, um, I actually mixed up the name. So Jan was the other scientist. Brenda is the one that's in the watchtower. Yeah. She's, she's like, she's like, the yeah. Kind of like lighthouse attendant type of person. If the you will. Saffron Burroughs is who we were talking about. The yeah. actress. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. I was talking about the blonde hair chick. That no, was- she's up in the tower. No, 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 no. Oh, that was a different one. That's the brunette. Yeah, 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 yeah I was yeah, thinking so. about, yeah, the brunette's Brenda up in the tower and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. So yeah, she's yeah. like, we're already getting like forewarning. We got some weather coming that yep. might be a little bit shady. Um, and who causes weather? <laughs> I God. hate you. <laughs> I like, I don't even want to answer Who's in questions. charge of weather? Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> I am so done with this. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> When does have you guys tell the rest Beside of the story? Besides Neptune, whoever. Yeah. Um, so we're getting a rundown where we have, you know, the first level we have is living quarters. And I think at one point we cut away and we get to introduce to L. Cool J's character, the preacher, which I absolutely like kind of loved his bird. And I thought like I just like laughed every time he came around because he called him like farthead and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah it was a good. It was a good. Like, it was fun. Yeah. Um, wait, is there any sort of religious connotation bird. here with a bird? No. no, it didn't pluck anybody's eye out or anything. Right. So it just cursed. So yeah. <laughs> so it deserved to die. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just an abomination. <laughs> it's an abomination. Um, it took the world Lord's name in vain at some point. I think. Right. Um, yeah, and then so then the next level down, and I think this just allows us to understand, like at least conceptually, like how this whole space worked. Um, there's the lab on the second floor, and then there is the airlock wet entry down on the main floor, which is yeah. basically where they could get to like the submarine and like get out of there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The escape hatch. Escape hatch. Um, so yeah, so I'm just going to kind of breeze through this and jump through. It's like now we're getting introduced to um, 
Samuel Jackson character is getting shown the actual test. Carter goes and grabs one of the test subjects, which is they were referring to them as like generation one or generation two mm. to kind of gauge like where their brain activity was or how useful they would be. So he gets that. And I think that was... And the one, you're talking about the sharks. The shark, yeah. yeah. So And this is where they first start noticing that the sharks have basically evolved in a way. They, like, they've grown. And no one besides Jim and Susan understand why. Mm-hmm. And so they're showing signs of like synchronizing their behaviors by coming on either side of him. They recognize the gun that um, Carter had. Uh, they also um, were able to swim backwards and they somehow figured out how like where cameras were and like how to kill them. Yeah. And so um, Carter does get the catches one of the sharks by basically taking off his entire suit. Everyone's freaking out and basically uses as bait and then captures it and brings it into the facility where they can um, extract a portion of the brain to um, the proteins out of the brain to test on the dementia like tissue to see if it would regenerate so yeah like they got some like brain yeah this tissue is the this is the, mm-hmm. yeah this although is the i'm test. gonna be honest with you i don't know a lot about um, brain science but i'm pretty sure you have to do that in some sort of like sterile environment you don't yeah. just like hey go get the peanut butter jar with the brain in it and you just <laughs> scoop a little thing throw it on the plate yeah it definitely was on the open <laughs> i think I this like was it. just like a lazy test though because all they yeah. wanted to do was just like prove that electrics happened yeah and then that's all they did they're like Hey, we got six point five seconds of electricity happening in the brain. Yeah, I guess, I guess they were that makes the win for Give us. us money. Yeah. yeah, basically, they're just trying to get money and prove that. So, um, and then this is also once it starts working, in like Jim lights up a cigarette, and then like they think that the shark is tranked and he's and she's sleeping. I think it's the she at that point, and wakes up, like cuts off Jim's arm. All hell breaks. Bites it off. Bites it off. He doesn't like pull out a machine. <laughs> and cut his arm off. It does not grab a knife. It cuts it with its teeth, guys. It does. It does. Can we? Can we? Can and it was we? a good. You don't. You don't see it coming. No, which is no. Cool. And yeah. I think that this movie, in ways like besides sharks being pretty fucking terrifying in general, and like they're clearly like killing machines. I mean, there's just good. I think jump scares because you just don't always know what's gonna happen. They mm-hmm. kind of come over out of nowhere, which is good. I think they did a good job in that. Yeah. Um. But then, so the shark is clearly attacking, and uh, Carter tries to go and grab a gun to basically, we need to fucking kill this thing. This thing's, like, dangerous. Yeah. And uh, Susan is so obsessed with the fact that she needs to keep these things alive because so it's the only thing that fucking brains. matters. Yeah. So horny for him. <laughs> Which, that she drops it down and lets the shark go. What Like, at this point, why? Yeah. This is, like, why? Why yeah, not are, just kill it? Yeah. Are you First of all, don't you got Well, they one? just did the first test. Why would you kill it? Because yeah. because it was successful, so now you know your dumb shit works. Like get rid of that shark and like start with but the, the other one. But the worst ones. thing it did was bite off someone's arm. Why the fuck would you kill it? Because it's a menace. <laughs> well, and I guess at this point, I guess you're right. Because it's like you did just bring this shark in here and stick a needle in its brain. Like if you if it if it wants to bite your it's arm like off, worst, it's justified. Yeah. But at the same time, she the reason she didn't want to kill it is because they had. Um, you know, genetically altered its brain to make it right. super smart, which the rest of them don't know at this point. Right. We but. learn it very soon, though, so that's yeah. fine to talk about that, which is great. But yeah, so she thinks... Oh, by the some... way, Saffron Burroughs, she sucks. She's a bad actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like she almost feels fairly insignificant to a certain extent throughout this. Like, she just doesn't do... A... I mean, she is significant in, like, the storyline of it, but, like, as far as her interactions, like, it's not focused on her completely, besides mm, the fact that she no, kind of, like... really. Yeah. Like, she just, like, 
basically she does feel on the periphery a lot yeah. Like yeah. she facilitated all of this to happen and you basically throughout the whole thing want her to die yeah mm-hmm. rennie uh rennie harland definitely this script in maybe rennie harland definitely has like a real misogynist bend to it because despite her being probably the smartest person mm-hmm. after stellan Skarsgård gets killed uh yeah they all just tell her to shut up yeah constantly <laughs> right like they're constantly telling her and then sh- thomas jane who's like i mean just can't read <laughs> i like him i like him as an actor he's bad in this and yeah. also he's apparently a moron like there's yeah. he has no scientific nothing he just right. kind of wait why do you think he's bad in this oh, he's a bad actor he's just yeah he's just not, he just I delivers a bunch of the lines super flat he doesn't mm-hmm. yeah i mean but he, he i mean but is that him or is that him just like literally getting fed shitty lines so i think no like, i think it is i yeah. don't think he's yeah. a bad actor but he, yeah. he's bad in this he, he does a bad job at this because he doesn't try to elevate any of his lines i yeah. think his um like work with the sharks getting everyone out work of with the, the sharks he like you saw him do the fucking gymnastics oh yeah yeah, yeah. he Come on. physically right. he's a, he's like an action hero in here but like yeah here's what here's what probably his action work i think made up for him having shitty lines well here's the, the thing too it probably <laughs> is not fair because you have samuel jackson one of the greatest fucking actors on the planet mm-hmm. in the same room with well, stone stars Garsgard is a great actor he's dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have samuel jackson in the room with a bunch of not great actors, yeah. mm-hmm. none of them can stand up to him. Like he's just gonna right. fucking mop the floor with everybody. Right. So right. it makes Thomas Jane look even worse compared to Samuel L. Jackson. Because Samuel L. Jackson is taking shit lines and turning them into fucking gold. Yeah. And then Thomas Jane is taking shit lines and just delivering them like shit lines. Right. You know? So it's not necessarily his fault. Like I'm saying, I'm not thinking he's a bad actor. It's mm-hmm. just in it, He didn't prob- care about this. He didn't yeah. care. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson I've- is being a fucking pro and yeah. Yeah. So now that we understand that sharks might be like fucking shit up, uh, like they get to I the think shark that cuts same... the power. <laughs> shark cuts the power. <laughs> They're smart sharks, dude. He cuts the power. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> I just imagine like a Halloween remake, but with sharks, and they're like the phone, the phone line's dead. The shark cut the phone line. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I mean, God. that's why there's so many of these shark films now. Is because of films like this, mm-hmm. they, like it was so doofy. Like you, you want to blame Sharknado, but the reality is it's this film, yeah, and I, all the doofy. This wow. was the first. Wow, it was. This was the first. No, well, Jaws 3D. <laughs> Jaws 3D is <laughs> yeah, also that, terrible. That's yeah. the, that really is the origin because that's the first one where a shark holds a grudge against a human. Yeah, <laughs> and chases them to Sea World. <laughs> that's really the origin. Yeah, this movie is definitely unapologetically dumb yeah um not a bad way but just like in a fun way honestly i think it's a fun movie but it's it's, unapologetically dumb but it's it literally is like the shark cut the power yeah like Mm -hmm. that's but that was the whole point that they they got smart yeah Yeah, that was the point dumbass jurassic park and they play it straight as a fucking arrow yeah Yeah. which is what i like they don't do they don't do tongue-in-cheek they're like no the shark cut the power, yeah. guys. Figured it out. Fucked. It knows everything about this facility. Yeah. So. <laughs> the shark. I just the shark like, clicking uh, away. Yeah. <laughs> Basically like what, what uh, Newman does in Jurassic yeah. Park. But it's the shark at a desk with a cigarette in its mouth. No, that's perfect. Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's Samuel Jackson. Hold yeah. on to your butts. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I was just trying to imagine like the shark reading. Like it sees signs. 
and it like recognizes the sign for electricity, it's like mm, high voltage. I'll knock this out. <laughs> oh, speaking of signs, I don't know why I forgot to mention this in your movie because we just like thought about this. I had made a note. There was like a no trumpet sign that got like pulled down. Do you remember that? No trumpet. It looks like a trumpet on a sign hmm. with a cross in it. I'm gonna find it at some point, <laughs> and, and it's in your movie. I was zero. Like, <laughs> Zero brass instruments. Yeah. This is a woodwind and string area only. You yeah. can percussion and that's it. Per- no percussion. Yeah. Definitely no percussion. <laughs> but also no brass. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I don't sorry. Um let's not forget the next scene. Jim, they're trying to call fucking help. Jim gets brought upstairs. See, now I'm like so distracted by like. I know we're throwing like, you so all off. Sorry. I am. No, yeah, you should have. There's just a lot to talk about say... in this movie. <laughs> in a good way. It's a... No, it's fine. It was a fun movie. I still enjoy it. Um. So yeah. So Jim's like trying to get hooked up by basically the Coast Guard or whatever to get mm. out of there and get some help. And somehow, an act of God, if you will, mm. stop the winch. And then he ends up being dropped in the water, mm-hmm. eaten by a shark or grabbed by a shark. And then it brings the fucking helicopter into the facility, which I feel like the explosion factor for this movie is top notch. You know, they they yeah. spared no expense it's a, on in, it. I mean, this is a I wrote this is an atomic age, which I love like atomic age sci fi mm-hmm. flicks. Yep. This is essentially an atomic age sci fi flick set on the ocean, but with a fucking sixty five million dollar budget. Yeah. And they use it. They They used it. it. Yeah. 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 Talk to bottom. Yeah. So um, now we basically have a facility. We know now Brenda's basically dead. So another one knocked off the list. Oh, because the chopper explosion and all. Yeah. I mean, we don't see her. We don't see her again. Yeah. You just assume she died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a sweet explosion, though. It was a sweet explosion. Because basically everything above them, they have no idea what's fully going on because they're underwater. Which, again, I noted, and there's a certain element like that gave me anxiety throughout this entire film because everything was underwater and I'm oh, like, yeah. I, I don't like shit. the ocean either in general. Yeah. <laughs> I like the beach. I like to eat animals from the ocean. <laughs> I, if there's one, somebody was like, what's your biggest fear? Not spider snakes. I do not dig the ocean. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Totally. You can't see what's under there. It's too much stuff. I, but I feel the same way though. Like, Having grown up in like around the ocean and then moving to Jameson and I had a lake that was also murky. It freaks me out. Like, no, see, lakes, I'm in, good. I don't care. Yeah. Because I, I know there ain't no sharks in the lake. Right. I guess. Or barracudas or any of that. Yeah. Ain't nothing that lake can hurt you. The snake. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about snakes. I mean, right. snakes are little. I can. Maybe there's not in my a snake brain, that lives. There is a lot of things that There's could not a snake that lives I just around don't want here that touching I could me. rip in half. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might bite me, but there's anecdotes. There's anecdotes. Shark comes, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. No, there's no antidote for being bitten in half. <laughs> not, that I'm, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, Cool J probably says, you know, says otherwise at this point. Well, he didn't fully get bitten in half that way. Also, it's it's not announced and it's not said, um, but helicopters, you know, that rescue people, they're they're known as sea angels. Uh, uh, mm. and, and, and by dropping Stellan Skarsgård, he was denied heaven. For his blasphemy against God. Fuck yes, that is another great one. <laughs> Staring at yep. you. Um, so that scene though, okay, rules. When he gets fought, the only thing. Yeah, that, it does. Where well, you're about to get to it, I won't spoil. 
Or are you about to when he's on the the stretcher and? Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah okay yeah. So that's pretty much next. So they get inside. They don't know. I don't think at this point they know. They know that something happened, but they don't know that he didn't make it up there or that this all got fucked up. They just assume that they've put him on the life flight. <laughs> and they're, they're like, they, yep, mm-hmm. they've got Let's him on go a stretcher, dangling like you see in the fucking movie. Yeah. 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 So they're <clears throat> what I presume to be the second floor. I think it is because that's that was the first floor that like completely flooded um they're in the room with the big window and this is where we see what you're about to you were about to mention where jim is basically the shark has him and he's like wailing him <laughs> towards this window lets him go and it just like it starts to crack mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was a pretty epic scene i don't know if you had any comments before yeah I well i i said um the only thing i would have made it better is if the shark jumped up and ate him when he was in, hanging in midair <laughs> right like jumped up <laughs> yeah like when he but was actually that would have been more believable than what actually happened yeah yeah which i thought i figured if i was like because i haven't watched this movie in a long time that i was just like does he just like grab him and like just pull everything down and then like but eat him that's what i kind of i mean i still like the way it happened like mm-hmm. where it pulled well the, the helicopter, helicopter crashes right he eventually gets hold of Stellan Skarsgård in the in the right stretcher, and he then he still has a mask on too, so he's mm-hmm. like alive. Right? Yeah. yeah, you see his eyes. He's looking around. He's apparently alive. He's put project. Is he balancing him on his nose? Is he having him in his? He mouth? has him in his mouth. Okay, and, I yeah. can remember. And like this would not work at all. Like the, the physics would much, not work. Yeah, there'd be too much. Yeah, yeah, well, be too much also, drag once he lets him yeah, go. Yeah, I was going to say, let him go. He'd just stop right there, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Even if this wasn't that, even if this wasn't underwater, if you launched a human against this glass that's built to hold that much pressure, yeah. it would n- do nothing. It yeah. should. It would be like hitting, it it would be like hitting a brick like, wall. Like, yeah, he it would literally splat. should have actually not cracked. I'm pretty no. sure right. they should have designed this facility so it didn't crack. Yeah. But it does, guys. It fucking does. Because these sharks are smart. Because of God. <laughs> the shark knows that there is an imperfection at that point in the yeah, glass. Yeah, exactly. They're just so fucking smart. Because um, we, like, ultimately, you know, it's, this is not going to ruin anything for later, but we understand that basically the goal is, like, these sharks want to get out of the facility. So they know, they learned it through, like, you know, the brains being bigger now. They're like the velociraptors. They're yeah. always testing the fence and, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they learn enough so that they can figure out how what to do to move them around because they're like, well, which also it's like, okay, if they break this room and they flood this area, then they're going to go here. And this is how we're going to get them to basically try to kill this or like break down this facility so that they can get out of the fence. So it lowers. Yeah. It's a very grand scheme. These sharks. Are it's a long way to go for a shark plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of meetings about it guys they uh, they this the is... sharks do wilder stuff than this in the movie like yeah. killing the power and all that stuff but yeah i i don't want to breeze past this because i think we went past it in the movie but the movie like when i saw michael rapaport's like soul die is when he <laughs> had to deliver the line did someone order the fish yeah when they bring the shark mm, up into oh, the yeah. thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could just see his eyes like he's kind of trying. He's trying, but you can see in his eyes that part of him died when he had to say that line. Yeah. <laughs> so they basically flood that entire facility. This is basically now a the rest of the movie is action. Let's figure out how to get the fuck out of here. Let's stay away from sharks, and then we have all these different scenes around that. So they start moving, and um, as they're going up, I'm trying to remember exactly which direction, but um, they figure they can go through one of the. 
it's basically a fail safe for the building. They're like, if we can get in here and not rupture the what is it the pressure within that for that one floor yeah. they can get up and like be safe and yeah it was like it was like the, the the hatch that you would open yeah but if you opened it it could release pressure it would release pressure holding. which means all the water would come up through yes. that pod yeah. yeah but here's the thing is like anywhere with positive pressure like that you you have a, a pressure chamber where you have to in go between, in between, yeah, between two doors yeah. and sit there for a certain amount of time and then yeah. go out the other one. Right. But it didn't exist in this Apparently. bajillion dollar rig. Apparently but that wasn't the thing. Yeah. Well, no, I mean... It, it is a thing. No, no, kinda, no. You but, know, it's a thing for yeah. sure. I get what you're saying. It yeah. just... Uh, they didn't do it. Yeah, well, and also it's this not... This whole place is do- rickety as fuck. Yeah, it's rickety as fuck. Well, it was apparently a World War II sub base oh i missed that part yeah yeah that it's a world sense. war ii sub base and then like that's why it's all rickety and just concrete and then like they had no plans on like you know having to jump out of this pressurized mm-hmm. room to go up the go up the maintenance yeah you know, so yeah mm-hmm. yeah of course it wouldn't exist because they didn't plan on it happening but then it's just like this this movie's dumb so it's all full of like yeah, bad I, physics it, it, yeah it never it, I, I wasn't <laughs> like break. that would never happen yeah, yeah. yeah i actually thought it was kind of cool that they took that into effect right yeah. or it took that into account i mean yeah, yeah so sometimes bad science is more entertaining than like actually you know doing the thing that should do yeah yeah i like mean breaking bolt, this down like, on like all these things that should have happened it makes it a worse movie than it and just mm-hmm. it being a fun but it's way like, more fun yeah. to see like a door fly open and a bunch of water come in right yeah, yeah. yeah. when in reality you're like why is just like was that room just full of water or where's like, yeah. why is it stopped coming <laughs> and then the one where the where the one bolt and they think the shark's on the other side yeah and yeah. it's hitting against the door but just just individual bolts are shooting out yeah yeah I was that killed me. <laughs> I was just imagining uh, the shark on the other side with one of those little like cattle killing air guns, like yeah. Anton Chigurh, <laughs> just shooting the bolts out on the other side from No Country for Old Men. Get you. <laughs> You're rewriting this film so well. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I was but, also stoned when I watched. That. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, this uh, is a movie you should be stoned for. Yeah, it makes a lot more fun. Um, so they basically realize that you can you need to go down to go up and. Uh, so they get, I'm trying to think exactly which room they went to next, but they go the, to the sub room. Yes. Yeah, so which the is sub what room is like this. Cause this is, I know where we and Samuel L. Jackson ends up dying. So like, again, to go down, to go up, they go to that room. I think they also believe that they can use that submarine to go outside the facility. Mm-hmm. And so in this room, this is where Samuel L. Jackson basically breaks down the, cause they kept talking about like, Oh, you know, you were part of that avalanche thing or like that. Yeah, they kept snow. alluding to it a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we're basically touching on this, like how somehow maybe it is significant, but it's significant for him. But I still don't understand why that would be part of like his reputation. I don't know if you I think the idea context. was like he kind so he was trapped in an avalanche for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. It was like this traumatic experience and it kind of played into his character in that it motivated him to like do all the business things he does but then also now they're in a similar situation where they're stuck in this space and he's going to be the one that's going to have the experience and composure and everything to get out of it but then of course right he doesn't yeah yeah Yeah, he's he's supposed to be the survivalist of it all Mm mm-hmm Right, and he basically is just seeing them all at each other's throats, like especially like going after Susan because she basically facilitated. Shut up, we learn, we fucking learn that. Shut the fuck up, Susan. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up, Susan. Um, this is where we basically had just learned that she had genetically modified the brains to make them bigger. So this is why they're attacking. Mm-hmm. Which I do like Michael Rapaport's line where he is just like, "You see what they did there? 
They fucked with the sharks and the sharks fucked me up. <laughs> There's a couple other ones. I think it's, I don't remember if it's Michael Rappaport or if it's Ladies Love Cool James, but he does a, a great, there's a line, one of them goes, no way, man, sharks are in there. <laughs> Do you remember the line? I forget which one of them said it. Yeah. I wrote it down because I remember laughing out loud at that, but I cannot remember which one of them said it. I um, yeah, I think it's Michael Rappaport. I think it is yeah. too, yeah. No way, man, there's sharks in there. Yeah. The way you said that, it definitely sounds like not Well, like I Michael. sound more like Michael Rappaport than LL Cool J, yes. So... Yeah, so Samuel L. Jackson's trying to calm everyone down and be like, hey, you guys need to understand, like, this, we need to basically get our shit together. And it, it alludes that basically they, the, the, the team, when he was on that trip, killed two people because they were just, like, not holding this shit down and keeping it together. And, like, yeah. So, but in that moment when he's doing that, he gets attacked by a shark and dies. And that was the end of him. And that was the kind shark of a jumps up out of the fucking. Yeah. I remember as a kid, though, you're like freaking freak oh, the yeah. fuck out about this that. This is like, why this movie is fun to watch with people because there's a couple times shit like that happens that you're not expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go back and look at it, you're like, oh, of course this is coming. But the first yeah. time I remember watching, I was like, oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Like, yeah, nobody expected it at that point because, like, this is really when Samuel L. Jackson is coming into his stride mm-hmm. as, like, as a big name actor because you know we're past pulp fiction and you know he's starting to get bigger roles and starting to become a leading man mm-hmm. and then like they just dispatch him 40 minutes in <laughs> yeah. you're like oh what <laughs> in the most just a uh, yeah uh, absurd out of left field way mm-hmm. and i think in a way there's just like there's a mild like tropiness to like they're like we can't have two black people survive which i mean at that time you know what i'm saying like you guys know what i'm talking about right. yeah, like, yeah especially I, with I mean, this I director it. Like, i think it's stupid if it's yeah. like racist this dir- and tropey. well this director has proven that he i mean be, if he is yeah, yeah all the religious connotations well for sure, and that and lines the, up. women can't be smart and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure women can't be smart women do have to tear each other down because that's literally all short hair blonde doctors like roll huh Jan. Jan? Yeah, that's all her role is, mm-hmm. is to like tear down Susie and then get bit in the vagina. Right. Well, they make her <laughs> such a weak character in general, too. Like, mm-hmm. she's always just like the support of someone else mm-hmm. and then does that. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like, she, like, I think she's supposed to, in a way, mimic um, the, the the character in Alien. The, uh, the you know, the, the short hair blonde woman. In oh, alien yeah 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 i know like she's like she's very similar in that like she's just like constantly fearful and like mm-hmm. right you know just a, a victim of circumstance in a lot of ways whereas yeah. sigourney really weaver is the one sooner. who mm-hmm. yeah i just wanted her to off like gone pretty quick there yeah, like they definitely make you yeah she's incredibly unlikable mm-hmm. <laughs> janice even though she shouldn't cause she seems like in this way like she's like oh super sweet and it's like be like no i actually hate you yeah yeah, if she was more of just like a victim, I guess that you know that's more tolerable. Mm-hmm. But like she's always actively just telling Susie to shut up and tear her down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's she's doing everything that like the men want to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like she at one point's like, shut up, you bitch. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Um all right, so now we have... You can imagine the people writing the script, and what the fuck is the director's name, whatever his name? Rennie just, Harlan. Yeah, Rennie Harlan's going, uh, okay, this is the time where they tell the bitch to shut up. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, we can't do that. Somebody will get mad at us. All right, have one of the other bitches tell the bitch to shut up. <laughs> just fucking whole, just whole group of guys just in the fucking writer's room. Yeah. 
I know at one point around this time too, we jump back to ladies love cool J. Sorry, no. <laughs> James, cool James. Cool James. Use his Christian name, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's named after a book of the Bible. <laughs> um, and even a version of the Bible. He Ding has James. no clue what's going <laughs> on in any way, shape, or form. We understand that. He's just trying to find people. And he's trying to find his bird. I mean, I would try to find my bird. I don't know. The bird's cool. Again, bird's probably my favorite character on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just because it says, just because it like does mild swears. Yeah. It's like Bart Simpson. <laughs> Hell damn fart. <laughs> yeah. Eat an ass. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, so, he get- <laughs> so he goes back into the kitchen He or he first starts seeing that he gets chased by a shark he's like I need to get the fuck away gets back into the kitchen um, and then he starts climbing up on things and finds the bird the bird like freaks the fuck out falls back in the water and then while he's climbing up though the shark had come back into the kitchen guys mm-hmm. he's fucking smart mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. smart I love the dimensions <laughs> of the shark change so radically yeah yeah at one point, you see the shark; it's enormous. Yeah, and then at now one point, fit- they even say that it's forty-five feet long. Yeah. And, now, and then when you see it in these hallways, there are. Yeah. But the biggest one, when it's inside, couldn't be more than 18, 15, right. 18 feet. Yeah. Long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. It does like, look like a smaller one. Yeah. Forty-five also- <laughs> feet is fucking wild. That's big. That's yeah. bigger than. The biggest great whites. Yeah. So like. Oh, by far, like twice as big. Right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's like a tiger shark, isn't it? Yeah. So they, it's, it's not a even, mako. It's a didn't mako, they call it yeah. a mako? It wasn't. Or a maybe mako? there's one of each. There was, maybe there's one, a mako there was a, and a tiger shark at one point. There was. Yeah. They did mention that. Yeah. 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 It was one of each, but yeah, yeah. It's like none of these sharks are big enough. <laughs> I'll put it this way. A whale shark is 45 feet. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and that's barely a shark because that's like the one you can pet and hang out yeah, with. Yeah, that, <laughs> that one doesn't fuck around with you. Yeah. Great white sharks are typically like 20 feet, mm-hmm. yeah. like big ones. I yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like the Australian ones are 20, 22 feet. They're, yeah. They're the great ones. Mako sharks, Mako yeah. sharks are typically eight feet. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm looking <laughs> that at. Makes here. This one's 45 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just five times and then. <laughs> A child bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And it can f- and it can fit in the door of a uh, uh, made for a human. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, and subtly too. Sneakily, sneakily. It's just like like that door was not open very long. Yeah, it's pretty much that SNL skit with the land shark. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Sneakily in three feet of water because the water is only up to LL Cool J's waist, I believe. Yeah, like yeah. So like yeah. Yeah, dorsal fin and all, from dorsal fin to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's 45. It's a really long, skinny shark. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it rolled over on its onto its side to hide its dorsal fin. Yeah. Yeah, and then just kind of like paddled along. Oh, Lisa, now I'm imagining the shark. <laughs> now I'm imagining the shark like knocking on the door like, Candygram. <laughs> what? Candygram from Who's- Mongo. Candygram from Mongo. <laughs> um, oh, man. Um... So to roll through this scene, uh, LL Cool J, he ends up in a stove and the shark figures out how to turn it on. That's pretty much what I saw. Yes. Um, At least they acted like it was an accident. <laughs> but yeah. but then LL Cool J was like, why are you doing this to me, God? Like, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. at first I'm like, but oh, but he was he he was drinking though too, and he's just like, yeah, yeah God was know, like, don't, don't drink. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. yeah, God pun uh, uh, God punishes uh. him anytime he gets out of line. Yeah. Yep. Anytime he drinks, that's when his bird gets eaten and he yep. gets shoved yeah. in an oven. LL Cool J, his God is a real micromanager. Yeah. yeah. Real taskmaster. Yeah. His God is watching for sure. <laughs> And then later, at the end of the film... But at, like those 2.8 million starving people in India, they, they, not like, a big deal. he's not worried about them. Yeah. He's worried about L.O. Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And later, at the end of the film, L.O. Cool J does a, does a swear during his prayer, and that's why he gets attacked by the shark. Oh, Shouldn't have done the swear. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't no have done the swear. Yeah. No Shouldn't have done the swear. Get a little but slap on the wrist. The bird, and I mean, the bird was like the bigger swear problem, you know? Oh, yeah. It got <laughs> eaten. It got eaten for its transgressions. All right. So Uncle Jake gets out of the oven somehow, miraculously, he had enough like force to like break through, through to the metal, other. Yeah. yeah. Break to the other one. Gets out. He then, he knows the gas is on. Gets out. Somehow his, uh, bit, his fucking lighter still works. Which I mean, those I guess kind of can still do. What are they? Yeah, it's a Zippo. It's, a zippo, it's yeah. oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it throws that. All right, one shark down. He kills one of the sharks. Boom. The oil Done. worked just like in Hanukkah when the <laughs> oil lasted. The oil lasted for twelve <laughs> nights. Oh my gosh, I hate you guys. So bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's Old Testament shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vengeful I, Old I, Testament something God. Something about you guys talking about religion so much has made me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with this in like the movie. I'm just like, yep, okay. <laughs> of Jesus, he's Don't pick Power of Christ films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't pick Kirk Cameron movies. Thank you. I do like that they they um they took the fisheye lens literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they used the fisheye lens when you were in the sharks. Yep. Purview or uh, a viewpoint POV. Yeah, I I felt like somehow though the sharks could see worse than the people because like whenever they were underwater they're just like yeah let's go like they were able to talk to each other and the sharks would just be like just the way they they filmed it mm-hmm. you know when they're like yeah because so mm-hmm. aren't the sharks push- supposed to have like almost a three hundred sixty degree view because I'm not of, sure about that or maybe some other fish like, do. There's certain there's certain fish because of the way they're they're that's why their eyes are positioned on the sides of their head. Right. Yeah. Maybe not sharks though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about the effectiveness of shark sight. <laughs> Great research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not my film. I don't have to do shark research. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but you should have oh, done piranha yeah. research. <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys wanted me to learn about making sharks. Yeah. Cool. No. Sweet. So this is basically. They're in the destabilizing or the room where their chef they're trying to get up. They end up destabilizing the pool and now they're like filling this up, but they get everything closed. So there's no more water coming in. And one of the sharks is like, knock, 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 motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to come in yeah. and ends up fucking everything up. So they're climbing up a ladder off the side. Um, Carter decides to jump down into he sees the second floor. He's like, let's open up this flood it. He's coming either way. And again, we'll talk about you know what? I, what's his nuts? Scoggins is like, oh god, like he's smiting something. He probably smited Tubi, and then like mm-hmm. everything, and then the ladder broke. And then he gets ripped up. Yeah, not there. I mean, this is ba- eventually. Eventually, Rappaport gets ripped like, up. No, no, that's like, where the this is where the woman gets it. Jane. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. she gets bit like right in the vagina. <laughs> Yep. Specifically in the vagina. It's like to punish uh, her for being an like, evil woman. Yeah. They're like, hey, get on the animatronic. She just like straddled it. Yeah. And then let it go. And they're like, cool, that works. Yeah. Well, she was I mean, she was probably unclean. 
Yeah. And she didn't go to the woods. <laughs> right. That's what happens. And, <laughs> I mean, if you notice, she did kiss uh, Dr. Jim earlier uh, in the right. film. And so that, that puts her right in league with the blasphemer. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll say this scene is a total ripoff from Alien Resurrection. And Rennie I've, Harlan should be ashamed. <laughs> say, there's actually He's not, but a he should few be. movies where I feel like this they've done very, very similar scenes. Mm. Isn't there a Star Wars movie where they do a very similar scene? Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just thinking about Vader going down. I don't know. Yeah, sure. There's too much Star Wars yeah, anymore to know. Star Wars. <laughs> um, after Jan gets killed, so you guys already covered that, mm. um, they do get the shark to go to like into a different floor. So they're like, cool. And then L Cool J ends up finding them. He ends up coming out from the first floor and they're able to get out from that sh- the the shaft. And this is where I think this is where Scoggins dies. So um Carter and Scoggins want to go to a control panel to try to turn everything back on. Mm, and yeah, the yeah, sharks yeah. Mm-hmm. turned off. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty tough for them. I'm not as far as like turning they're like ugh you know, there was like a well, little bit of that. And so these sharks are pretty good, you know? Yeah. I like that the sharks just turned it off. They didn't like ram it and explode it. Yeah. Right. They, they just were like, click. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's what <laughs> I'm like, saying. Like, no. yeah. they, like, you needed some opposable thumb action on this one. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have that. So, uh, yeah, while that's happening, Preacher and, which I, I'm going back and forth all these names, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, L Cool J and uh, Susan, they're upstairs and she's like, I need to go and get my research because again she's like well if if i don't have it then this is all for nothing and mm-hmm. he, i don't know little cool j delivers this shitty line of like death is always for nothing blah 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 and i'm like i fucking hate yeah that. it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah no, it, it makes no sense so back in the control panel where um carter and scoggins are down there um basically one of the sharks ends up being down there and uh, it was kind of this like triumphant moment where Scoggins like, yeah, Yum. munch, yeah, yeah, and he's dead. And then um, Carter gets out of there. He gets tore in half in yeah. one second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which and then later LL Cool J gets dragged around for a while, and then it's just like he's good, right? <laughs> yeah, some of them have to be a little bit more dramatic because some of it's like so. Uh, yeah, it, were the legs CGI in that? Yeah, that was the one where you like. Yeah, because like, like he gets twitched. bit in half and like the legs still kick. Were they like CGI? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they do the twitchiness. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so upstairs, where um, Susan is going and grabbing all of her shit out of her locker, one of the other sharks ends up coming and finding her. Mm-hmm. Which okay, so this scene was like weird to me. Is so she ends up getting up on top of a couple after being chased around. She gets up on this um, shelf of sorts and uses electricity basically to kill the fucking shark. Mm. But why did she have to take off all her clothes to ground herself? She yeah. was wearing shoes. I don't know. Stupid. That's why. Because <laughs> Renny Harlan's an idiot. That's why. Yeah. That's what I said. Well, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna electrocute a shark, you better and you're a woman. In a Rennie Harlan movie? You better do it in your underwear. Rennie Harlan directed the worst version of the Exorcist prequel and the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. You don't have to do you think Rennie him. Harlan is actually just a pseudonym for Glenn Danzig? <laughs> Danzig wishes he was Rennie Harlan confident. Show us your boobs. I just imagine that Rennie Harlan yelling that. I feel like Rennie Harlan's some sort of French 
I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know much about him. I just know his name, but yeah, I don't know much about him. Yeah, All right, we're getting, we're, we're getting ready to wrap this up here because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys want to keep talking about this movie anymore. I don't want to keep hearing about all these religious things. It's making me feel icky. I'm going to have to go home and shower. Okay, uh, Carter, El Cool J, Susan, we're all back together and they come up with a plan to figure out how to go upstairs. They're like, cool. And when they're up there, or they basically, again, had to do the whole swimming thing where they're like going down to go back over, like they figured out. So they distract the sharks by using what like those um air tanks and once they have those going they ended up they get out um while that's happening oh this is where l cool j gets snagged by the shark but he uses the power of god jesus christ to save himself mm-hmm. by stabbing him in the eye mm-hmm. and all over with his cross stabs uh, the shark which is a woman <laughs> yep with exactly. the cross mm-hmm. to make her yep. repent That'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah, so... What um, if you just, like, anointing him with oil at the same time? <laughs> <he's out there. laughs> and then the shark gets saved because, of course, it lays up cool James, mm-hmm. performs, uh, you know... Performs a miracle. A miracle. <laughs> yeah. on the and converts the shark and baptizes it. Because it's already in water. Yeah, it's already, already in water. So yeah. he baptized the shark at that moment because yeah. it was already I in water. I understand that you guys maybe need to relive your childhood to, like, get past it and get past <laughs> That was. Trauma. I didn't realize he was baptizing the shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Our bad. Uh, <laughs> we miss, we right. missed those Susan subtleties. The shark, the, sh- the shark was saved. Yeah. The shark had accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but still died anyway. You know. Well, right. but he went to heaven. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to get baptized in fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm completely upset now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Susan Carter, get out of the water. Uh, L. Cool J again gets himself saved here. <laughs> Uh, I'm like so mad. Can I just finish this fucking yeah, movie? I want this to go on forever. Yeah. This is torture. This is the this shark is rodeo. Now this we're is shark ro- guy. Yeah, you yeah. died. We didn't tell you you're dead. Yeah. This is your hell. I feel dead. This is your hell. You having to explain Deep Blue Sea and two fucking idiot dudes just laughing and saying stupid you, shit. You have to explain Deep Blue Sea within the context of Christ. Well, two fucking bearded morons just look at you and throw stupid comments your way. This is We're house. just gonna start flicking yeah. cigarettes at you. Too. <laughs> this is your penance for being a woman. Yeah, I am not looking forward to our live show now. <laughs> we will have been asked to leave by this point. Yeah. Um. All right, they figure out that basically the sharks just want to be fucking free. It's like free Willy style, guys. Yeah. Not big Willy style. It's free Willy style. They're trying <laughs> Very to get Very different. <laughs> Super Very different. different. <laughs> Extremely different. <laughs> Although the shark did maybe want to go to Miami. Okay. All right. Come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to get really assertive about this. This is me being assertive. Mm. All right, come with a plan. They're going to put dynamite in one of these spears. They're going to shoot at the shark and fucking blow it up. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. All right. Um, Tom Sheen is too far away to like shoot this thing. So uh, basically, uh, what's her nuts? Susan. She's like, you know what? Come to mama. Like, you know, she cuts herself. She's like, there's still fish. They're going to come to me, blah, blah, blah. The, the blood is like, looks like jelly. It it's does. like yeah. the it, weirdest, no, you know, it's most the, unrealistic. Um, 
Like when you're writing on a cake, like yeah. the oh, red yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cake that is what it looks like. Yeah, so she jumps in, ends up getting eaten, but it works. It works. So uh, Thomas Jane, he shoots it. L Cool J fucking puts it on the battery. Boom, kaboom. They're saved. But he's like waiting forever to do it. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's kind of unbearable at that moment. But Yeah, it's excruciating. And also it's just like she, her jumping in the water did nothing. It I was going to say, so that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, what got the it closer, fuck was so her plan? Yeah, because Thomas Jane still had to get in the water. I think she was yeah. planning to kill it. I think she was like, she was basically killing herself. Yeah, that's what like, I was I mean, thinking. That's all like, she, so she Christianity is closer all... so that... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, and guys, I we're getting a little bit farther religion. into Christianity is a religion based on human sacrifice. <laughs> I am not converted. No, no, way. I would urge you not to. But yeah. it, it's, <laughs> this is, we're, Brian and I aren't saying this in support of Christianity. Yeah, this we're just pro Christianity. We're honestly. just explaining the yeah. film within the confines. Yeah, I mean, so so I mean, if you think about the heart of it, it's based on a human sacrifice, and God gave His uh, only, you know, Son to the world as a sacrifice so that they didn't have to burn in hell forever. Um, so this was her human sacrifice. This was her moment of sacrificing herself. This right. was Sir Jesus on the cross moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's still ultimately throughout the whole thing. I think she's Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. I am done mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about this movie. Yeah. Do you have any other comments? Because, I mean, you guys said a lot of things. I did really, really <laughs> wish, and I knew this wasn't the case because I've seen the movie before, but as after they blow up the shark, and what I could only describe as conservatively 10,000 gallons of blood comes out of this shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a wild amount of it's blood. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, take the the explosion when it's they do... It's a foot sh- shark, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a wild amount of blood. It's probably bigger than jar- Jaws. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um... So after uh, they do that and, um, you know, Thomas Jane is kind of like just swimming around in there, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Eventually he gets over, lays down the thing beside him. And then, of course, the cavalry comes and saves him. But as Thomas Jane is like swimming back over, wouldn't it be cool if just like a really like much smaller regular shark just came (laughs) (laughs) over? Oh, like the reverse of Piranha 3D. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, a reverse so that's ending. basically yeah. the Which is like stupid, a regular shitty shark. joke right. that they made at the end. They're like, where well, oh, Cool J's like, yeah, you know, what if there's like, like how many sharks are there? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, but we killed them. And then he moves his feet out of the water because yeah. of that exact mm. joke. Mm. It'd be funny if he got attacked by something that wasn't even a shark. Yeah, like, like God a... just threw a lightning bolt down right <laughs> well, through his, between his eyes. Like not even something deadly, but he just gets like stung by a jellyfish. Ow! Just, <laughs> fuck. Just, what the That's fuck? Pretty <laughs> shitty. That's pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the one, then Thomas Jane has to pee on him, like to you know yeah, for yeah. The, the uric acid. Yeah. But then God sees it, thinks they're being gay, and kills them both. <laughs> No, <laughs> you guys are b- getting pretty gay down there. Zap, 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 kills them both. I said no to that. <laughs> I explicitly said, don't do gay shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, guys. Are you done? Can yes, you stop? We're done. I'm not. I'm not releasing that as a Pride Month shirt. <laughs> no. Don't do gay shit. God <laughs> says God. Yeah, it's not our Pride Month shirt. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. I do think we should do a Pride Month shirt just because I want to antagonize the... Is it the 2010 donors? The the shitty people who comment. This last week, this is completely off topic, but all I've done is just went online and because, you know, all these like like my like co- my alum like my college I went to like ha- posted like a Pride Month thing or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, and also my <laughs> grad school which I went to uh, liberal arts grad school where like I was 
quite regularly the only straight person in the class. Um, they post something about Pride Month, and then there's all these like hateful fucking shitbirds come in there, yeah. and they're like, yeah. keep politics out of school. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, uh, and I just write shit to them on the internet. Tell them they're stupid. Um, I want to do it just so yeah. we maybe will get somebody, some shit talker. Brian, Brian yeah. wants to dunk on people yeah. <laughs> on his own account. Yeah. Not, he doesn't want to have to go out and find Yeah, targets. I don't want to have to go out and find people. I want to dunk on homophobes on our own page. Um, but Chum in the water with, with rainbow flags. Yeah. All right, guys. It is time. It is time to vote uh, on what Flick, you feel, should reign supreme. Is anybody changing their vote? I like how you just looked at me and my answer's no. I still think mine was the most fun. Weird, but okay. <laughs> Steve, what do you think? You did not ruin it. Before. Come on, what do you think? No, <laughs> Steve will never change no matter what. Um, <laughs> all right. But I'll only change. Champ, I'll only change if it's a situation of like I've been assigned a movie that fucking blows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, fair. What do you think? Uh, what do you want to do? What order do you want to do this in? Okay. So yes, we have to go in an order. I I'm gonna go backwards and say Meg. You, what's your second vote first? Okay, um, bringing it down. Hmm. I didn't actually even walk away being like which one would I actually mark. I so I liked both of them for different reasons, and I ended up liking yours, which sometimes happens. I feel like I end up liking your movies like differently after we talk. Mm-hmm. Um. Piranha 3D, fun, tits, fish, great. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. Some break, summer 2010, whatever. But I think for substance-wise, I'm going to go with the host. All right. Yeah, the host had substance, but what movie do you want to watch again? I would actually watch that one again. All right. <laughs> All right. So who's going next? Hey, you go next. Okay. I am going to pick, I think you guys already know this, I think Deep Blue Sea is a way funner movie. <laughs> They're both silly, dumb, creature, feature-ish type movies. Mm. Uh, I am always going to, not always, I'm normally going to pick a movie that takes itself ser- more seriously mm. because I like to laugh at the fact that they think that they're doing a good job. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I do like that they just fucking sent it yep. and you know just went out of the way. Piranha 3D is fine, but... I will probably never watch Piranha 3D again, and I have watched Deep Blue Sea probably four or five times, and will probably watch <laughs> it more times in my life. Mm-hmm. So Deep Blue Sea, I, I, I got to go. Deep Blue Sea. Damn. So Steve, <laughs> you are not taking home the belts. Yeah. <laughs> He's not happy about it. He's not happy. Not happy about it. I'm trying to think. Now, are you trying to? Are you going to genuinely say which movie you liked more, or are you trying to do some other shenanigans? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm trying to see if there's a way I can frame this, but also it's just like, who do I want to take home the belt to? <laughs> That's no, not the game. I know, no, but don't say, pull that shit. Is, there, is there a way to frame it that, but, hmm. Because I just don't want to give it back to him. <laughs> yeah. I can understand what, I can, see, I can look at your you face and know what your mind. brain's doing. What's that? You seem to have a lot of fun with Deep Blue Sea, though, you know? <laughs> no, it's Christian propaganda. I'm not watching more Rennie Harlan movies. I do not like him. Yeah. Like, he makes bad movies, and there he's a bad person. There is one choice for you to make, Steve. I know. I know there's one choice. <laughs> there's but one choice. <laughs> I choose Bruce. He's a good dog. <laughs> yes, I will give it to the host. 
I don't think I'll ever watch that movie again either, though. Like it's just too it's so too bad. long and I will go get that belt before I leave. But then I will order those belts. That you guys can't see me. I am flexing. I'm sitting in a chair, but I'm doing the Shawn Michaels top of my body pose. Yeah. Not happy about this. Cause I walked yep. in being like, no, mine was actually probably the most fun and fuck. Fuck you both. It's, um, eh, I, no, I don't no, I Deepest find that movie. Bluest. My yeah. head is a shark's fin. <laughs> yeah, I I watched that. You clearly song. made your decision, so I listened to that song way more than I watched that movie. I like <laughs> the song. I really like the song. It's fun. It's stupid. Apparently, but like cool sitting sitting through <laughs> that garbage, and then sitting through Brian's long ass movie. At least, <laughs> at least like there's substance. I learned things. I went out of my way to learn like Korean naming conventions. Right. Mm-hmm. Your movie just reminded me of like trauma <laughs> of ccd class and that made me mad <laughs> yeah yep 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 and Renny harlan's dog shit and he should never be rewarded Religious for anything <laughs> strikes my life again i have uh, a couple of different movies in mind and i'm gonna let you guys hang out because i don't know if i want to go super silly or super bizarre there's a couple different directions that i might go here hmm we'll wait Wait on what the what the movie that you guys are going to be um, uh, exposed to and punished for your insolence next week. Wait, it's going to be a surprise. I want, I want you to sleep on it. I want you to worry about it. <laughs> I want you to think about what you've done. <laughs> um, it's not going to. I don't know if what was the last one that you picked. Uh, oh, Veronica. Veronica. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever get worse than Veronica. Yeah. I do have, there is another one that I have in the back of my head that is pretty fucking awful. Um, all right. <laughs> you, you can scare Meg all you want, but I'm just, yeah, whatever. Have Show you me your s- garbage. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll wait. We'll wait. All right. I have a, I have a really, really awful one um, that I don't know if I want to watch again myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> You, you, look, you, you have to, you know, like you've been getting the belt. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to like really, really try to punish us with something bad. Mm-hmm. I Except only for do... you did Veronica to me. Yeah, I did Veronica you did, to you. You did a Veronica. Did. You did a Veronica to me. He I did, did Veronica to you, but he that's did. because yeah. remember you, both of you, kept the belt away from me from too long. Right. It's yeah. a, you know. I know. It's now like back. It's now that, back in know. its rightful hands, <laughs> and I want to punish you for your insolence. Um, so, champ is back, boys and ghouls. It's um, Meg's gonna hopefully at one point stop holding my belt hostage and bring it back to car. me. Is it in your car? Yep. All right, I'm going to do a lap around the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go stand on. I'm going to climb a telephone pole on each corner of the neighborhood. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. I mean, it's Holy only shit. fitting that the, the once in future champ takes the first episode in the new it year. It felt more right that if I would have won it, though, because, it, you know, start the show. I know. Restart but the I'm the guy. I'm the winningest champ. Is that sounds like a little bit sexist there, Brian. I'm the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Harlan for life. Um, no. All right, guys. Come on back next week when I punish these two fucking turds and I make <laughs> rub their nose in it uh, with some horrible piece of shit. And also, like I said, we have a very exciting announcement uh, for an upcoming guest that we're going to talk about on next week's episode. Uh, that being said, for the Halloween's Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. See you around. Bye. Bye.